This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey everybody, it's Emily here to talk to you about Adam and Eve. Spring is in the air, but is it in your step? Is it in your bed? If you're interested in better sex starting now, go to adamandeve.com. They've got toys, lingerie, accessories, everything you need to level up your pleasure checks. And right now, Adam and Eve is offering 50% off just about any item, plus free shipping, which includes rush processing. That's discreet shipping, plus 100% free shipping with rush processing on your entire order. Doesn't matter how much you spend or what you buy, all will be packaged and sent discreetly free and fast. So just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy or anything you desire. Just enter offer code PAWPAW at checkout. That's PAWPAW, P-A-W-P-A-W at adamandeve.com. This is an exclusive offer specific to this podcast, so be sure to use code PAWPAW to get your discount, 100% free shipping, and get it fast with rush processing. Code P-A-W-P-A-W. Goodbye, sweeties. Welcome to the campaign after the campaign. This is not another D&D podcast. Welcome back to Bohemia, everyone. Bohemia. Bohemia. <laughs> I'm your dungeon master, Brian Murphy, joined by Jake Hurwitz. Hard elf, short ear. Oh, <laughs> a new one. I love, love it. it. New body, new intro. C plus, baby. <laughs> uh, I'll, you know what? I'm giving you a B minus on that one. Whoa. Whoa. That'll bring the old average up. Incredible. Moving <laughs> up in the world, we have Emily Axford. Moonshine Sabin Ertia. Ooh. That's right. I'm going to hype it. I'm going to embrace my dirty daddy. <laughs> a truly dirty surname. <laughs> and then, of course, Caldwell Tanner. Beverly Togold V, uh, in a bit of a rough patch in my relationship, but that's okay because I found a book that lets me kill my dad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fun day. Everything's <laughs> coming up, Beverly. <laughs> I was about to say the same thing. And guys, this week we have a very special guest. Please welcome to the podcast, Zach Oyama. <gasps> Thank you. Bahumia. There you go. <laughs> oh, beautiful. You can't say your character name because we don't know who you are yet. Yeah. We'll never. <laughs> we will ne- we'll never Wait, meet you. But, and thank uh, you for coming, Zach. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm just here to watch. Yeah. <laughs> I play a dwarf from the frigid north. Uh, you will never interact with their characters. <laughs> I kept telling him that's not where they were going, and he wouldn't listen. I keep walking north. <laughs> They're south. They're so south. Stop walking. Onward Glory towards the north. Lies in the north. <laughs> I, I keep telling you, you can't play Ned Stark, and we're not we're not in the frigid north. <laughs> All right, guys, let's do a little recap. So last week we had a thick sewed baby mm. after a mm. post fight celebration with Lydia that saw Hard One become a total mama's boy. You Aww. jumped through the planar gate and returned to the material plane, landing in Hill Home. Once there, Moonshine cast reincarnation on Hard One, turning him into a half elf and curing his vampirism. Together, you headed into Hill Home where you caught Red's airship just as he was about to fly off to Iron Deep with Egwene and Erlen. Bev confessed to Erlen that he had kissed another boy in the Fey Wild. Erlen was obviously upset, and Beverlyn's future seemed up in the air as Erlen flew off. It's on the rocks. 
<laughs> it's literally up in the air. Ugh. Whoa. Uh, you all headed to the mayor's house where you overheard Moonshine's parents arguing. Moonshine kicked in the door and shouted, hey, mom and dad. Uh, <laughs> then confronted Mima about her parentage while Erdan pulled her father aside. Um, his name, of course, is Headmaster Lucanus Ertia. 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 Uh, Mima told you a little bit more about Moonshine's father, that he had convinced the High Elves to join the last war, and it had resulted in many of their young High Elves dying. Because of that, his reputation has taken a hit, and he's hesitant to use his influence again. Mima also filled you in on the impending war. Theala has taken over the eastern half of the continent. Iron Deep has suffered heavy losses from the Shadowfell attack, and Gladeholm is currently doing nothing. Moonshine left to confront her dad, but ended up having a nice little night with him. His high elf snobbery uh, was outweighed by his shock and joy at finding out that he had a child. Lucanus told you that he'd like to help, but that Gladeholm has its own problems. In just three days' time, it's holding a tournament amongst mages from all across Bohemia. The tourney is held once every hundred years to compete for a magical artifact called the Nawa Thial. No, Ugh. thank you. The thinking cap. Just call the thinking cap. Uh, to compete for the thinking cap without open war amongst the wizard gills, Lucanus fears that the grave robbers will be participating. Meanwhile, Bev had a heart-to-heart with his mom, who told him that Bev's dad had visited her in a dream and said to tell Bev that everything would be all right in the end as long as he does what needs to be done. Following his instructions, Bev went out to a pond uh, to find something that was left to him by his father after digging near an old oak tree, he found a chest containing a book, a bestiary of devils and archdevils by the paladin Beverly Togold I. Inside it, Bev learned that his father had bequeathed to him a blueprint to defeat him and Akarat's devils. And that's where we are now. So I've been reading all night. So you're just sitting <laughs> by the pond, reading through this book. You see that your great-great-grandfather has apparently fought a great number of foes from the Nine Hells, as well as um, many anti-paladins. There's various information about their styles of fighting, their immunities, etc. After a bit, uh, you probably head back to your grandma's house because it's getting late. Mm -hmm. Um, Moonshine, you were with your dad. Do you want to meet up with these guys um, to go to bed for the night? What are you doing for the night? Uh, I think I'll send... uh a little messenger, um, a little animal messenger Meow. to my folk. Meow. Yeah, pop, 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 pop. Put on your postal service outfit. Uh, he, I got a couple does, messages. He does that with joy. And I think I want to send. Um, I want to send a message to Hardwan and Beverly and, and let them know uh, that I'm in the tent, the the mansion that looks like a tent. Sweet. Uh, hard one, you and Balnor are just crushing Martha Togold's um, <laughs> sticky buns oh, in, yeah. inside the house. These cool. are, I just can't get enough of these bad boys. You got to go two at a time. You got to go two, <laughs> two, at, two a at a time, Balnor. I'm going to get some more cold cuts. You want another sandwich? Oh, bud? yeah. I could use a couple slices, baby. <laughs> Bev shows up soaking wet. <laughs> just like it, it has just started raining outside. Um, he enters. He's got um, a chest under his arm, and he looks... Crush! Hey, it's the it's the newly singler ba- single bachelor boy. <laughs> hey, what's up, bud? Uh, hey, just doing some light reading. Uh, is there any more of that ham over there? Uh, no more ham. I closed the drawer with the ham in it. <laughs> we got, there's some there's some turkey left. I think no yeah. turkey either. Actually, oh wow. <laughs> 
Is there we, any like rice crackers or anything? There is a rice There's cracker. Rice cracker right? <laughs> <laughs> we didn't eat those. Bev goes over to like uh, his dad's old easy chair and just nibbles on a rice cracker. <laughs> oh, I take some pity and I bring the boy a little ham. <laughs> you look like you could use some meat. <laughs> Thank. That's the nicest thing someone said to me all day. <laughs> Nana Kindleaf slaps your hand. Are you lying to him about the ham? Oh, I brought the, I brought the ham over. Yeah, bringing the ham over, telling lies about the ham. You're a fresh child. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Nana. Oh, now I wish I came so I could play with Nana kindly. Uh, and suddenly, um, you hear uh, scratching outside the door. Oh, that's got to be um, probably a post badger or something. <laughs> Uh, I go to the door. Okay. Uh, you open the door, and Papa is there wearing a mailman's outfit. Ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they're short staffed tonight. It's the Papa Post. Ma'am. <laughs> uh, he hands you a letter written to you by Moonshine mm-hmm. that says, at Tint <laughs> near <Parentheses>. more. <laughs> All right. Let's read this together. Okay. Um, Everyone, at the same time. All Why right. don't you read it out loud, and I'll I'll read in my head. I'll read along with this you. Is, you know what? This is a good chance to learn a little more about prepositions and how to use them and how not to use them. <laughs> Equally valuable skills. I'll just um, talk directly to the possum. Papa, <laughs> what's what? Well, you know, he starts doing charades um, and just points off towards the mayor's house. Moonshines <laughs> near the mayor's house. <laughs> She's in trouble. <laughs> She's not <laughs> in <his> trouble. <laughs> <laughs> She's good. Nods. Okay. Meow. <laughs> you got all that? All right. Uh, do I tip him? Meow. I hand him the ham that I was trying to put over. <laughs> he, he gobbles up the ham so fast that he bites your finger a little bit. I have eaten a lot of animals myself. I deserve that. Uh, he scrambles off back towards Moonshine. Okay. Um, and Moonshine, uh, Lucanus uh, shows you to a little guest room in his little magnificent mansion. Okay, yeah. I mean, I, I think I'm, I I wasn't expecting any guests. Uh, is this is oh, this am good? Oh, I overstaying is... my welcome? Oh, did uh, I misread I'm, some signs? I'm elated to have you. I've okay, great. Yeah. Oh, I've, I I always dreamed of uh, perhaps one day getting to have a child. Uh, sort of come home, and then I have to really quick uh, clean I up a, a room or something. I do have some laundry. If you if you're alluding to that, <laughs> yeah, I would like to do your laundry. Or yeah. er, Dan will do our laundry. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, let's put Erdan right. to work. In fact, I think Erdan. I can make some dirty clothes <laughs> Erdan to just add a, to that. Is Erdan just a teaching assistant? <laughs> Erdan's just his low status friend. Um, yeah, well, you know, I only need to trance. So if you want to kind of like hang out, like, you know, turn the lights out, but to have some of those like late night conversations or whatever, get deep or whatever. I think that would be wonderful. <laughs> okay, cool. Sweet. Um, so you guys start trancing. Mm-hmm. Everybody in um, Grandma Togold's house. Do I trance now that I'm a half elf? <gasps> no, right. you um, go to bed. Cool. You sleep. Same old, same old. <laughs> you try to trance. <laughs> it honestly probably falls asleep. It's like time. It is time for me to trance, as 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 my people do. Just I instantly for eight hours. <laughs> I trance for eight hours on the couch. Uh, I can't wait to tell Moonshine how fucking epic my trance was. Just I think drool. I tranced three times as long as she's ever tranced. You sweat through the bed. Drooling and covered in ham. On the couch. I'm a sweaty trancer. 
Uh, so you guys all go to bed. Uh, night here is uh, in stark contrast to Shadowfell. It's so peaceful. You can hear the crickets chirping outside your window. Uh, you're up with the sunrise the next morning, and you see, uh, you poke your head out the window. You go out um, the front door. Uh, you see that the halflings are already back to work. You see animals are back out in the fields grazing. A bunch of stout, hardy halfling volunteers are helping patch up the homes of people whose property was damaged by the monster attack um in moonshine you've um finished trancing it's the morning okay um i have a question is today the day of the tourney uh you see uh lucanus shakes his head uh no it's not for another two days oh okay cool um well i'm gonna go enlist my team very good yes um i i will um gather the high elves and um get our mounts and uh, we'll be ready to go in just a little while oh you got a mount Tell me about that yes. mount. Well, oh, no. uh, it is a um, magic mana worm. And never mind. Oh, uh, and he no. holds up his hand. <laughs> uh, you see this translucent blue drake um, starts floating in the air, and he hops up onto it. Does it look? It cool? looks like he just like keeps wriggling <laughs> in place. I like it is a, a grand creature. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty good. <laughs> All right, cool. Well. I guess I don't know. I guess I'll see you later. Feel like I lost you with the. <laughs> no, you did it. You did. You no. didn't. There's just you, you're so different than me, and I really appreciate it. But sometimes it throws me for a loop. Right. Yes. Of course. All right. Well, I'll um, I'll talk to my people. You talk to yours. <laughs> yeah. I guess how how we going when we gonna see each other again? Uh, I I mean we're going to Gladehome together, right? Okay. So I guess I'll see you in Gladehome. I. I assume we would travel together. Oh, oh, sweet. Okay. <laughs> do you, do you not? Oh, um, do you want me to just kind of go ahead? No, I just, you know, I think we're both walking on eggshells because we are defining a new relationship. So, right. uh, I was just trying to give you your space. I didn't know what your vibe, what your intentions were, but I'm just going to go get my people and then we'll come meet you. Right on. Right on. Right on. <laughs> All right. I hear some of the kids at school say, right on. <laughs> Honestly, sure. I'm into it. Right on. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Go back. I run. <laughs> <laughs> My mana, Huyerm, says goodbye. I'm at the door. Moonshine's gone. I'm sweaty. I, I, I'm, I'm knocking on the door at Beverly's grandma's house. Super sweaty. I, uh, you guys open up the door and... And you see Moonshine there outside on the porch. Moonshine. Hey, um, okay, I know everyone's got a lot going on, but do y'all oh, yeah. want to enter a tournament with me? A wizard tournament. Did you say tournament? Did you say yeah. wizards? <laughs> yeah, I said both those words, yeah. That seems like a real good palate cleanser. Okay, it, it is actually, that sounds very frivolous. It is actually for the sake of a um, magical sacred object that we need to keep out of the wrong hands. Nice. So, like, we also, it's fun, but, like, also we got Owen or the fate of me, me, me. I dropped to the ground and started doing push-ups as soon as she said tournament. <laughs> so. I missed all that, but I'm in. Okay, great, great. I passed out some jerseys. 
Oh, wow. You made these? It's a oh. team thing. It's a team thing. Uh, I need scissors quickly, Beverly. <laughs> <laughs> this absolutely needs to be a crop top. Oh, second drawer. Second drawer in the Great. kitchen yeah, next you to see, the ham. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll help you. I'll help you. Um, Martha Togold comes uh, over, grabs uh, some scissors, starts uh, cutting the sleeves off your jersey. <laughs> I'll give it a little bit of an edge. A little, yeah. Right. There we go. Oh, okay. You want yeah. it to kind of like hang fray, open so you can see your yep. abs a oh, little yeah. bit on the side. And we're going to take it in just above the belly button. Right. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Martha Togold. Hello. Moon- Moonshine, hey. I tried my best to bring him back to you. Oh, um, so she <laughs> bursts into tears. Oh, God. I burst into tears, too. Oh, uh, she hugs you. Oh, I've known about it for close to a week now, but it's it, it, it hasn't gotten any easier. Back. He was obstinate. <laughs> Why oh. are you crying? Are you crying about what I think you're crying about? Uh, no. Yes, Bev. <laughs> don't lie anymore. We don't okay, lie anymore. Okay, you're right. Secrets are termites Ham and Balnor. we need an exterminator. <laughs> I, I, liked, I liked the fourth, too. Uh, it comes over, <laughs> Balnor starts crying. Oh. We all just start shoving our <laughs> mouths with ham, using the ham to wipe off our tears. <laughs> That's extra salty. <laughs> so, Moonshine, did you really give your, your dad a real talking to? Did you, like, kick his ass and then sleep in his house? Uh, I bet you did. You really gave him what for, huh? Yeah. In fact, he didn't want me to do this tournament. And I said, well, too bad. I'm going to do it. Anyways, we're traveling there with him. And he rides on a really, really weird looking thing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Outside you hear, Excelsior. Uh, And Bev, you look outside and he's just riding this weird blue ghost worm. I could, I could, you can be dirty. I can can see that. Uh, Trust me, he's dirty, okay? He's dirty. I believe it. Anyways, yeah. All right. Um, Yeah, so, I mean, I I don't know what y'all need to pack up for your affairs, but um, it was a little presumptuous for him to just be straight outside, but uh, we're kind of ready to go, so whatever y'all need to do. Okay. I don't know if I'm springing this on you. Uh, Well, you know, if if it's the fate of the world, then I guess that's kind of where we're at now, huh? All right. So. Yeah, I'll be down in five. <laughs> I pa- I run upstairs, pack my bag, call my mom, and come back. <laughs> Wait, don't you need me you to scry on you your mom? You use Rosaline. Can I borrow the scrying daggers? I uh, use Rosaline, uh, and you use scry on one of uh, Rosaline's sister swords, uh, the dagger that you gave to the widow. Uh, and you see she accepts the scry. She doesn't try to uh, do a wisdom saving throw or anything. You see uh, she gives, like, a thumbs up, kind of just around vaguely, not knowing who you are. Um, and she looks to be talking to some of the monsters that are in that forge, like, listening to their complaints. Stuff. It's just really hot in here, okay? I think we could, we could. I mean, it's a forge, so it's going to have to be, but it's like hell in here, kind of, if that makes sense. She's doing a fucking town hall. <laughs> Admirable. <laughs> Pandergreens, you gotta learn from this woman. <laughs> Why would she talk to them when she could just kill them? I don't get it. Because, Pandergreens, the most sustainable change comes from cooperation, not domination. Uh, go ahead and give me a persuasion check. Oh, oh. I've, n- I've never wanted a nat 20 Can so I help bad. Give it a help action? Yeah. 16. <laughs> Pandergreens waits for a long beat. That's actually a really interesting theory, Moonshine. <laughs> People 
people didn't really they feared me but they didn't like me and exactly. i feel yeah exactly you weren't you weren't able to set up a legacy just you could rule but you couldn't you know sustain that ruling you know what i'm ready to come out of the gym not a big um, uh, so, uh, Martha Togold goes, uh, uh, walks over to Bev and goes, um, so I, I guess you'll have to be going. Yeah, but hopefully not for as long this time. Um, I give her the scrying dagger that Moonshine gave to me. Oh, very mm-hmm. cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'll stab somebody if they come into the house. No, or Mom, they try- oh, Mom, you know, what, what uh, is it's it? a scrying dagger. You don't know any what of the new technology. A crying it's dagger. a way for all of us to spy on our it's moms like, while we're away. It's kind of like collect calls. <laughs> Mom, we're doing you moms do, now. You will get billed for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, I will I will pay collect. You call oh, me, you. What, whatever whatever you need, Bev. I would love to have a way to contact you. I'm always so worried about you Listen, while you're gone. The Band of Poofs calls their moms now, okay? We're, we're turning over a new leaf. Hey, Balnor. Give yeah. me that scrying dagger I gave you. Okay. Papa, He's... run this over to Meemaw. Yes. I'm getting a little jealous. We call our moms. <laughs> uh, Papa uh, rushes, scrambles out the door. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> Once a session from now on, we call our gosh dang moms. <laughs> you see Martha Togold uh, gives you a hug and a kiss. Now remember to scry, Okay. Okay, I'll try to scry once okay. a week. Scry, scry, I, you should scry every day. All right, I'll scry every day. You know, should really it's, scry every day. It's okay. <laughs> There's a war coming. It's the end of the world and stuff. Scry, try to scry once a week. I'll try okay. to scry once a week. I'll try to scry more than that, Mom. Okay. I love you. <laughs> I love you. Um, it gives you a kiss. Yeah. I, I don't tell her about the book. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> that totally makes sense. She doesn't need to know about the book. Right on. <laughs> cool. Um, so you guys... Go outside, you leave this little hobbit hole, and you see um, a bunch of the elves are gathered, kind of getting ready to leave. You see uh, Lucanus is speaking to Mima. Um, it's tense, because they haven't gotten a chance, really. She never told him about Moonshine. Right. So mm. re- they're having that kind of a kind of terse conversation. It was uh, my right to know. <laughs> like that kind of thing? Um, no, it's not like a yelly one or okay. anything like that. It's just them kind of being awkward. Um, but you see, after a little bit, um, um, Mima motions over to some cricks, and you see some of the older uh, druids from the old folk circle starts taking people to the roads to, like, the northeast out of town. Um, there's a couple roads that lead into Hillhome. Um, and uh, Mima uh, sees you guys and waves and runs over. Mima, you like the jerseys? We're competing in the tourney. Oh, those are, those are, can I get one? Yeah, I have one. I had a couple extra made up, knocked them up. I didn't know if there might be a merch opportunity. <laughs> she uh, she takes it and puts it on, and you hear Lucanus yell in the background, well, if she gets one, shouldn't I have one? I mean, yeah. she's not even on the team. You're right. Yeah, yeah, you, I'm, you I'm, do. I'm on the team. I've raised her. I'm. <laughs> you're damn right I'm on the team. And um, yeah, Mima uh, takes a jersey. Uh, she throws it on, and she goes, uh, your your father told me about what's going on. I think if uh, if you're able to help out the high elves, I, I I think he'll come around. I think they'll be able to help you too. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I've been working my magic, so I think I'll be able to. You know, I think I'll be able to be persuasive. Okay. In the Just, future, we're we're gonna know each other. It's honestly pretty awkward so far, but yes, I, um, he is a good man. 
But a lot of the high elves, just be careful in Gladeholm. They're really judgy and snobby, a lot of them. And he's under pressure from them. And then he brings that into the whole thing. And he acts like it's not his fault. But he's, you know, he's over there. I see you gesturing. Are you talking about me? <laughs> just yelling from the background. Uh, no, no. It's all good. It's all good, Dad. Um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I already have my... I've had my guard up with high elves for a while, so I think even having it slightly lowered, it, it's still there. But I appreciate you looking out for me. Right. Well, um, I'm going to take a bunch of our warriors here. Um, I'm going to send them up to Iron Deep along with Egwene and Erlen and all them. Dave, is that Petrie? Petrie, you're a warrior now? Yeah, I got a club. I got a <laughs> stick that I swing. It's like a bat. Good for you, Petrie. I used to just hit people for fun, but now I do it for good. <laughs> Meanwhile, where's old Cobb? Oh, uh, so Cobb was up um, in Gladeholm, uh, but we sent a couple uh, animal messengers up to them, and we told them to send some more back up to Iron Deep. I think if uh, Theala's coming through the mountains from the east, they're going to hit Iron Deep first, and Iron Deep's already hurting. Okay. All right. Cool, cool. So y'all right do your on, business right in Gladeholm, and then uh, we should find a way to talk. Okay. Uh, well, I got your. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I got your scream. dagger. Yeah. Papa just kind of showed up and started screaming at me uh, with a with a knife. Strange. He's usually Man. so eloquent. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's a scry dagger, so I can scry on you, and we can kind of like have a little communication. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, I figured. Oh, that's I don't fun. know. You know, it's it, life has us in many different places, and it's a nice way to connect. Right. Well. I'm going to turn into a bird and fly ahead. Um, as one does. I might do the same myself for right. a pregnant elk. Yeah, you know you got to be you got to be pregnant when you when you uh wild shape. ABP. Uh, so I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and um I'm going to start meeting with the uh, higher ups in Iron Deep and find out what's going on. Okay. Love you youngin. Gives you a kiss. Love you youngins. Uh gives you guys all kisses. Thanks, my best to, my best to mama. <laughs> uh, you might see her up in uh, Glade Home. She's out. She's out there with the with the Crickills. I would love to bend the knee again <laughs> to my queen. But, well, you got a new knee to bend. Yeah, I sure do. You have a new body to pledge in service. And I'll pledge this one as well. <laughs> Tell my dying breath, which I'm sure to take. Uh, Mima waves goodbye to you guys, then turns into an eagle that's just stuffed full of eggs. Can I? <laughs> Can I see if um can I see if my dad is checking checking her out? Uh, he's he's pretending to talk to some other high elves. You can't tell if he's checking out Mima or if he's just kind of like trying to see if anyone's talking about him or anything. Mm. All right, okay. <laughs> just looking for any sign that he's dirty. <laughs> oh, we know he is. It's deep down in there. We just want that confirmation, though. Yeah. I get it. I'm, I'm keeping an eye out for it. So you see Lucanus uh, is over with um, a bunch of these high elves. There are mages and archers and some fighters with like dual short swords and a couple of them have like great swords. Um, their armor and robes um, are a combination of red and black and silver, same colors that uh, Lucanus has. Uh, and you see a bunch of them have like mounted elks and stuff, just all very prim and proper. Uh, and <laughs> Lucanus is on his weird mana worm and he goes, Excelsior, we're off. 
you know, Moonshine, I think maybe your dad is dirty, but in like a very specific high elf kind of way. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. It's like There's... so, he's like so clean he's dirty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the way to look at it. Yeah. Squeaky dirty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tell you what, I don't want to make a bad impression. So Moonshine, I'm just going to follow your your lead here. Okay. I turn into a pregnant elk. <laughs> I said, let's do this, dad. Uh, I hop on the pregnant elk. <laughs> I want to summon a dirty worm. Oh, sweet. <laughs> so I try and like model it after Lucanus's worm, but make it like the crick version. Ooh, oh, jeez. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, there's like this spectral um, green and brown worm that has mushrooms growing off of it. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Damn. You see, Lucanus looks at it and goes, a fine beast, young man. Uh, Thank you. It's a dirty worm. Yes. <laughs> I uh, I kind of like uh, scratch under its ear and it just barfs up mushrooms. <laughs> oh, it's sick. <laughs> Actually, well, no, those are edible. Oh. Um, Moonshine, are you pregnant in... Am I no. going to be a grandfather? No. Oh, oh, Melora, don't start with that. What? No. I just think maybe we could find you a nice, suitable high elf, and oh. we could join houses. What? <laughs> what? Oh, I see the political incentive, but I don't know. I don't know. I guess introduce me to some people. I'll keep an open mind. I will do that. <laughs> I've been engaged a couple times before, and it hasn't worked out. <laughs> hey, man, sister. I've seen her bring someone to the edge just from making out. <laughs> Hard one, surefoot. <laughs> Pleasure to meet you, sir. <laughs> he just fully looks away from you. We should be off. Yes. <laughs> uh, so you guys spend the day <laughs> traveling out of Hill Home uh, to get to Glade Home. Uh, you ride alongside elven rangers mounted on majestic elks. Some of the mages are levitating, um, and Moonshine's dad is riding his weird um, man of worm, uh, wriggling through the air. Yeah, and Ben's riding next to him. Can I polymorph it into like a dragon? <laughs> uh, yeah, you turn it into like a Drake that. <laughs> Uh, looks more realistic and he goes, oh, I liked it when it wriggled. <laughs> it's soothing. I get it. Beverly Togold, by the way. Yes. Um, we met when my oh, daughter I'm kicked sorry in. sorry I didn't introduce all Well, no, we no. all met when um, uh, you kicked in the door and said yes. that you were my daughter. Oh, right. And yeah. you tackled the um, young gentleman who was ah, staying yes. at the house. Yes. Oh, cool. yeah. yes. N- nice to meet under better pretenses. Yes. yes. Uh, well, I'm sorry. I've been distracted. I've been thinking about getting to this tourney. Yeah. That's right. all. Um, very good. Um, so you guys leave behind the grassy plains as more and more trees begin to pop up. Uh, you enter a forest, and as you get closer to Glade Home, the entire area becomes more magical. It's beautiful, but in uh, a much different way than the Crick and Hill Home. The Crick and Hill Home are both very natural and green, but here it's almost like the earth itself is infused with magic. The trees go from having normal bark to being this crystalline white. As you enter the Whisperwood, the leaves are purples and bright oranges and blues, these unnatural but beautiful bright colors. You see the wind blow the leaf off a branch and then it disappears into a sparkle of arcane energy and then another leaf just 
grows and replaces it. As the road winds towards Gladeholm, a river eventually joins it, uh, full of purple, sparkling water, and you guys follow it. You have entered an area called the Whisperwood. It's going to take you about a day to travel through here because your traveling party is a bit fatigued from rushing to Hillhome, rushing their mounts to Hillhome. Uh, so you stop and rest for the night, then continue the next day until in the distance you can finally see Gladeholme. And as you approach the city, let me go ahead and give you a little history of Gladeholme. It's been a long time since we've done one of these. Yeah. Let's do it. Gladeholm is the oldest city in Bohemia, founded by the High Elves. It's home to the famed University of Arcane Arts and Sciences, where virtually all of the most powerful mages of Bohemia have studied, including heroes like the Wizard Alanis and villains like the Necromancer Ilsed. The University Castle is the oldest building in the city. It originally housed the royal family, who in recent generations donated the building to the university and moved to a smaller, sleeker castle. The location of the city itself is a triumph of magic. Located on the western coast of Bohemia, Gladeholme is essentially a floating island. Though the city connects to the magical Whisperwood, there is no natural structure holding it there. It merely levitates. The floating island of Gladeholme has had many locations across Bohemia and has even teleported to the Feywild. Most of the populace, and the nobles in particular, are leery of outsiders. Gladeholme is home to some of the most powerful and dangerous magic in the world. Should it get into the wrong hands, it could mean the end of the elves and the end of Bohemia as a whole. So as you guys are following this river and getting closer to Gladeholm, uh, Lucanus has been kind of filling you in a little bit on the tournaments, and uh, he starts explaining a little more, and he goes, uh, so just to let you know, um, none of you can actually be one of the champions there needs to be a wizard a warlock or a sorcerer in your party why the hell did we make these jerseys no no no, no. so you're you're still you're still Harlan, on, stand down that's my dad you're still on the team okay Sorry. the idea behind you're how dirty you <laughs> no, the like idea it. behind the competition is that um a wizard is only as good as they are in the context of an adventuring party so um you would you would be warders to a a wizard You'd basically, oh. basically be their protectors. Oh. So you will be on a team with a wizard. Um, there can actually only be three warders. Um, and he gives a long look at Balnor. <laughs> and Balnor, Balnor just goes, wow, all right. I guess I'll have to be the one to tell him. Hard one. I guess you're just going to have to sit this one out, huh? Balnor, I'm going to put you in the back. <laughs> Fine, I'll take the day off. You see, he just, <laughs> just takes a butt heavy out of the bag and cracks it. <laughs> Prepared for anything, Balnor. That's a big walk me down. <laughs> That's why we love you. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, I have someone in mind uh, who you could possibly team up with. There aren't um, many wizards that we um, know we can trust, what with the recent betrayals of the elven grave robbers. Yeah. Um, but there is... One person that, as much as it pains for me to say, I know for a fact they're not smart enough to betray us. <laughs> so, so long wow, as you keep their praises, them in line, I think the world might not end. And Erdan goes, 
That was very positive, yes. <laughs> so not smart enough to betray us and not popular enough to have a team formed of their own <laughs> he's already. More, he's, I, you know what? It is unfair of me to say that he's not smart. He's unmotivated, if that makes sense. You know, okay, I'm going to throw this out there. I think that the High Elves have perhaps underestimated some folk in the past. So I'm personally looking forward to meeting this person. I think that I think that a High Elf estimation is not always the most objective. You see, he um, thinks about it for a second. Suppose that's possible. Uh, and then rides in silence for 10 minutes. Let's <laughs> <laughs> continue towards the city. I polymorph it back into that... Uh, weird that worm. Weird wriggling worm. Hmm. <laughs> Perhaps you were right. I'm able to think a little bit more clearly. <laughs> uh, so you guys keep following this um, magic river until you can see the magical gates of Gladeholm in the distance. Uh, it's almost what you'd imagine heaven to look like. The pearly gates. Uh, the walls are this pristine white with gold. Uh, you see that there are giant slits spaced out evenly across the wall. So you can see through, but it seems like more of an aesthetic choice. Uh, there appears to be some kind of arcane energy that still makes the wall strong there. You see a bird fly into it and just kind of deflect off and then fly back in the other direction. <gasps> Erdan, a bird. Oh, uh, you see he rides off. What are you doing, Erdan? Get over here. Do you have our laundry? Oh yes, of course. <laughs> I'm good at bring. I'm good at bringing back the dead and bringing dirty clothes back to being bright white. Uh, and he holds up your overalls, and they've never looked cleaner. Wow! Wow! I immediately get them good and dirty, and I'm like, Oh, don't please, don't do that. That's better. Uh, and as the walls of Gladehome uh, come to sight, uh, you begin to hear the sounds of youngins playing. You hear splashes in the river up ahead uh, and Lucanus goes oh god they're in the water again they're in the magic river again and as you travel closer uh, you begin to see uh, the Crick Elves are living out in the forest here yeah. uh, they've only been here for a little while but you see that the magic forest has been very accommodating to them uh, any trees or branches that have been chopped down to build structures grow right back so you see they've quickly been able to able to build these little tree houses and rope swings from tree to tree. Oh. Uh, and you do see a bunch of youngins lighting branches on fire and swinging them at each other. <laughs> um, this is, someone's going to die. We need, uh, stop that. Uh, he yells, he yells out, stop that. Fuck you, man. <laughs> Ex wow, no. Mr. Ertier, you, you have to trust me on this. You cannot reason with the youngins. <laughs> you can put them in a sack, but they kind of just like that even more yeah. than fire. That's true. That's true. I take out um, a travel timeout sack, and I say, go round them up. What? Round them up? Round them up. Put with them in a, a sack. Put, them, put children in a bag. Don't worry. They're just going to neck in there. <laughs> put children in a bag so they can make out with each other? What is wrong with you? <laughs> hey, Dad, that's what they did to raise me, and I think I turned out all right. You're right. Put <laughs> hands, hands in the bag to some guards. Put those children in this bag right now. My daughter commands it. <laughs> yes, sire. Command suggest. I mean, it's, you know. Uh, uh, takes the bag and um, a couple of guards run off uh, into the woods uh, and chase down these youngins. Uh, and you guys see the Purple River does join a moat at the gate, and there are a bunch of Crick Elves uh, swimming in there. And amongst them is Cooter, who is lounging on a giant floating leaf, drinking an ale. 
Uh, <laughs> and he's uh, laying there lounging, sitting next to a tiefling who's chilling with him in the moat. Um, Zach, would you like to describe your character? Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, so my character is Mavris. He's a tiefling uh, sorcerer. He's wearing these like crimson robes that have this like gold inlay on them that almost looks like um, like a shitty tribal tattoo on a, on a, on a robe. Uh, and he's just like lounging on a leaf. Uh, you know, he's got like, he, I think he looks like um, basically like Keanu Reeves, but with like, uh, he's got like kind of like sweat back hair, but also like the horns also kind of do that as well. <laughs> um, he's got like a big this, slicked like, back horns. Yeah, <laughs> slicked back <laughs> horns essentially. And then he has like a, a this like big uh, like black staff that's got like this weird kind of crystal on the end of it that looks uh, kind of menacing. Uh, and he's just hanging out on a leaf. Uh, <laughs> hey, do you, uh, you see uh, Cooter? Stop fucking splashing me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> what? I thought we were having fun, man. Hey, can I use your horn to open this beer? <sighs> yeah. <I> better. <laughs> Cracks the beer open with the horn. Hey, thanks, man. Do you got another one? Uh, yeah, yeah, dude. Hey, it's yours, too. As long as you let me keep using that horn. Of course, dude. Um, pass, fucking party. Passes you a beer. Uh, you see, as you guys um, begin getting close to the city walls, um, Lucanus um, looks in the water and goes, "What? Everyone, get out! Get out right now! You get uh, out!" Uh, he looks up and he sees Mavris, and he goes, "I named you Champion of Gladeholme, and you're treating our our ancient moat like a lazy river. Get out!" Get out of there! <sighs> okay, fine, whatever. And I just like scoot over, like using my uh, my staff as you're like, going. Oh. You're magic. I know you can do it faster than that. I don't want to. Fine, and I just scoot along with some kind of magic. I use a cantrip or something to make use ray of frost and just skid across the ice. Mavris uh, appears next to you guys. Balnor, <sighs> get this man a beer. Another one. Yeah. He doesn't need any more beer, Lucanus uh, holds. Hey, Dad. Yes. You're kind of being like a little bit of a wet blanket in front of my friends. The tournament is in a day, young lady. You can't be drinking. Um, I take a drink down from my mouth, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Moonshine. Hey, what's up, man? What's up, Moonshine? Uh, hey, Cooter throws you a beer. <laughs> hey, Cooter, who's this guy? Saw dudes. Uh, <laughs> this is Mavris. He's pretty cool. He just comes out and he hangs out with the Crick Girls sometimes. You were supposed to be studying. But, oh, I mean, what? Studying what? I'm a sorcerer. I don't, they call me uh, Mavris the Unschooled. Uh, <laughs> they say that That's... to make fun of you, Mavris. I'm but... trying to motivate you here, okay? You have great power and great potential, but you don't go to class. Yeah. I know, because class sucks. I get in there, and I read it like half a page, and I'm falling asleep. Everyone in there is this like real type A nerd that just is like all over their studies. They're and wizards. I, yeah, a bunch of fucking nerds. <laughs> Yo, Moonshine, your dad didn't tell us this dude was awesome. <laughs> I know. What did I tell you about high estimation of other people? Uh, you yeah, see, Lucanus, um, uh, Lucanus goes, um, Erdan, talk to him for a minute. Um, and Erdan goes over and um, kind of takes Mavris aside. Um, and Lucanus turns and he goes, I'm really sorry to stick you with this guy, gang. What? You mean Erdan? It's fine. I don't know. No, feel no. Stuck Erdan's, Erdan's a hoot. I'm talking about uh, Mavris. He's, he's kind many, of. He's not. Uh, what do you well, mean? Uh, sorry. He's, no, you're me, right. Me and, I'm, I'm me sorry, and Erdan Moonshine. cut loose all the time. It's Sir, okay. uh, Erdan is hilarious. <laughs> And this 
this kid seems like a real deadbeat. I'm a studious yes. half elf myself. <laughs> yes, very but good. I think I can whip his lazy ass into shape. Uh, and hell, if if he doesn't want to be a wizard, I'll do it. Uh, hey, that's it. Would be an honor to teach you. Uh, put his uh, hand on your shoulder. I mouth to bev to teach me to read. <laughs> I'm trying. Do it faster. Beverly's like so conflicted because Maverick is so cool, but reading is also cool. And like these just two dueling thoughts are just battling in his head, and he's not sure how to land on it. Dad, I like Maverick. I'm amped about him. I don't consider it a burden. I consider it a blessing. uh, Bring him on. He he winks at you. That's the right attitude. (laughs) Maverick is like halfway back to the creek with a big leaf. (laughs) No, no. Hey, do not. Please do not get back in the water. What's yeah. going on? You see, uh, Lucanus yells to the guards, um, and he goes, "Why is no one doing anything about this?" <laughs> Yo, you got any more leaves? <laughs> the guards do not have leaves. They're not part of this. We get you a leaf. Yeah, right we got here. it. We, got we, we all address. find leaves and we all go. <laughs> all right. No, yeah. no one goes. You, you gotta wax the leaf. The, no, you don't okay, need I'm to. No one leaf. needs to. All right. If you're going to use a leaf, you don't need to wax the leaf. Listen, <laughs> I would like to take you all on a little tour of the castle. Before the tournament begins. I'm trying to stand on a leaf in the river. <laughs> Please. I'm wakeboarding with a leaf. Please don't. Uh, Lucanus g- grabs you guys all like um, rowdy children, um, grabs your arms, pulls you out of the river, <laughs> commands his guards to do it. <laughs> Mavris, uh, this is um, Moonshine Sybin, uh, the pride of Gladeholm. Um, my daughter, Moonshine uh, RTL, I should say. RTL. M- Moonshine Sybin RTL. Moonshine, Simon, RTL. Moonshine, Simon, RTL. Moonshine, Simon, RTL. Moonshine, Simon, RTL. I'm confused. Are, is, do you need to keep saying it? Or? <laughs> We're going to work on the first name. We're yeah. going to come up with something fancier. Some personal kinks we're gotcha. ironing out. Right. Sick, uh, nice to meet you. This yes, is Beverly Togold and um, Hard One Shorefoot. They will be your warders. Oh, sick. Oh, yeah. Okay, yes. Awesome. Yeah, uh, we're going to go on that tourney with you. Oh, here's a jersey. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Say the word and I can make this a crop top. No word, man. <laughs> I hack it. <laughs> the jer- um, it's half a jersey. <laughs> the jerseys aren't necessary, but it especially isn't necessary to turn them into crop tops. You ever played a team in a rec sport that had jerseys and you didn't? It's so intimidating. So embarrassing. <laughs> I can assure you no one else will have jerseys. Look, yeah, uh, we're going to be the ones intimidating everyone. Yeah, we're going to look like a team. We're going to look like a unit. Yeah. Mavris, what do you want your jersey to say? Um, well, I, I think my nickname here is The Unschooled, just because, like, Again, it's an insult. Ooh, Do you want me to, hey. Uh, can I be the unschoolable? Unschool, yes, <laughs> yes. I mean, I, to be honest, uh, I kind of have some problems with the other students where they, yeah, they try to make fun of me or they try to, like, give me shit because, like, I'm a sorcerer and I don't have to, like, read books or whatever. So well, it's you, like. You do, you do still have to read books, Mavris. I just am still unclear on why. But <laughs> you need to learn how to control your magic. You can't just go throwing fireballs at every problem. Just because I can't like articulate it doesn't mean I can't control it myself. Like I feel like I have control over it. <laughs> you are in a moat right now with a man who is nude, sitting on a leaf drinking beer. 
hey, you know what? I'm gonna fight this guy. Fuck this guy. Kick his ass, Cooter. Cooter starts to get out and just like I get between him. Cooter, Cooter, this is my dad. I just found out. Oh, don't tell the other Craigs. Oh shit. Well, I'm your cousin nephew, so that makes him my cousin uncle. I'm holding holding Cooter back, but really, really loosely. (laughs) (laughs) Cooter runs over and hugs Lucanus. Ah. Blood of my blood. <laughs> nice to meet you, Cooter. Cooter of the Cricko. Please call me Cooter. Wow, this moat's gotten real brown. <laughs> I'm yeah, gonna go sleep in the woods. Uh, Cooter walks off and just passes out immediately. Uh, Mavericks, I got your jersey. I did spell unschooled with a K. I thought you might like that. That's fucking tight. <laughs> oh, can you make it a backwards K? Like oh, corn? oh yes, absolutely. It's already backwards. Do you want me to make it forwards? It was already backwards. Oh, okay. No, keep it back. Okay, keep it backwards. Great. All right, children, let's go into the city. You see Lucanus dismisses his little uh, traveling party, um, tells Erdan uh, to go off uh, ahead, uh, tells the guards and stuff to disperse. Uh, you guys see that the gates of the city are open, uh, but there is a line of guards here. They wear tabards with Gladeholm's colors, purple, silver, and gold, with a silver tree in the middle. Their helms are ornate and elegant and accentuate their elven ears. Some of them carry pristine great swords that gleam. Others uh, up in the towers are armed with with um, bows and others have short swords at their side. Uh, You enter the city and see that it's much like Esri. There are unseen servants going around doing menial tasks. Uh, A broom sweeps the road in the city square. Uh, There is a giant fountain with a statue of Arathis, the goddess of knowledge and civilization, reaching her hand out to wizards below her, uh, water flowing from her hands into their awaiting palms. Uh, Unlike Esri, this has a sort of old world feel. uh, To compare it to the real world, it feels a bit uh, European, uh, with cobblestone streets and shops and homes packed closely together. It's a mix of this classic old town with arcane flair. You'll see this quaint apothecary but around it there are these spinning 3d astrolabe things that appear to be moving in perpetual motion uh the street lights are uh, all floating orbs that give off light purple glow uh for being in the city square though uh you do notice it's a bit strange you don't see a lot of people the population problem is um pretty apparent um, but yeah, you you guys do see a group of nobles, and unlike the the high elves that you guys were traveling with, were pretty friendly. They were like straight laced, but they were cool with you. They didn't like turn their nose up at you or yeah. anything. You see some nobles wearing purple and gold, like the royal colors of the city. Give a look at um, moonshine in particular, um, and then uh, turn to each other and begin I whispering. I them through the gap between my front teeth. <laughs> That's right. You're looking at the future headmaster of the university, Moonshine Ertia. Scoff all you want. (laughs) Damn, Moonshine. You didn't tell me you was ambitious. Yeah. I I don't know. We'll talk about that, Dad. There's Uh, other ways we can connect other than having the same job. (laughs) Interesting theory. Uh, He rides in silence again on his his weird worm, just wriggling. Oh, that thing's still going, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah he, he called it back after he finished yelling at everyone. You know, no one else is on mounts at this point. <laughs> what's, what's, there's nothing weird about this. You see, the, you see the people are more looking at Lucanus than they are at you. Can I just, I just got to settle something for myself for a second. So I'm, I'm very sorry. I'm going to take Lucanus aside and just say, Dad, I, I know that we have different opinions on Crick Elves, but... It just seems like there's more than enough space to bring the Crick Elves in here. Uh, Moochan, 
don't get me wrong, um, people drinking beer in our ancient moat drives me absolutely into an insane fury, but I don't I don't have a problem with the Crick people. I, I once loved your mother. So why don't you let them in here? Cause it's it's not that easy. I don't get I don't get to make that decision. Okay, but if your voice ever mattered or if anyone ever called upon you, you would you would invite them in, right? You see he hesitates for a beat. Uh, of course. Okay. Good. Thank you. All right, y'all, let's get fucked up. <laughs> Yo, Mavericks, you gotta huff this. What's up? What am I huffing? I passed Show Mavericks me. some uh, tr- some crick water. Yeah, don't even ask. Just huff. <laughs> Just Mavericks takes a huge huff. <laughs> uh, go ahead and make a Constitution saving throw. Oh, nineteen. Oh man, you hold your shit. I knew this kid could hang. Look, I'm here to fucking party. <laughs> Why are you smelling that little water bottle? Yo, Wait, you, Dad, you never had crick water? All your times consorting with Meemaw, you never had crick water? Get your nostrils over here, yeah, head, yeah, Headmaster, uh, huff it. Yeah. <laughs> just, uh, uh, sir, just maybe a, just maybe a waft. I wafted right? his way. I, I, Put your whole nose in it. I have never had crick water, and I never will. Um, Moonshine, go ahead and give an insight check. Ooh. 24. This man has had crick water before. <laughs> Dang, I knew there was some dirty in there. <laughs> Deep in there. Yeah. Deep dirt. You see, Lucanus takes you through the city square and brings you towards the university. Uh, You begin to see these arcane lanterns that look like gas lamps uh, that are usually purple, but will occasionally fade into a red or a blue. Uh, And you begin to see dormitories, these buildings packed tightly together. They're labeled by their wizard school. Uh, You see one for evokers, enchanters, abjurers, uh, even one for necromancy that looks a bit more dark and menacing. The trees around it are dead, and a few pale students just um, walk amongst themselves outside. One just creepily stares at nothing. <laughs> These guys are crazy. <laughs> uh, you have a party there? Good That's... afternoon, Milton. Good afternoon. <laughs> Weirdos. Salt Milton. Um, Mavericks, where's your dorm? Um, you know, to, to be honest, I'm sort of lost. I uh, haven't been over What do you mean si- you're lost? It's just a, a road with all the dormitories. The sure. sorcerer dorms all the way at the end. Have you not oh, been okay. staying in your room? No, no, no. Yeah, well, I've been, yeah, I've been staying in my room. Uh, but I just, I haven't really come over to where <laughs> Tell the wizard. Can I do an inside <laughs> check? <laughs> this kid's been staying in the river. I don't need an inside check. I got a 15. Check. I got a 15. He got, he got a 21. Have you been staying in your room? Mavers is like, I, I guess, found like a secret like classroom that he's <laughs> taken <laughs> over. You haven't been, st- how have you, you've been going here for two years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the dorms are just a little like you're up at each other's asses a little bit, and you know that's like cool if you're. You have whatever. one. You should have one roommate. Yeah, you know, like it just sucks to just be in the same room as a guy, just like all the time. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> I mean, if some think about it, your bedroom is also someone else's bedroom. Yes. Okay. And is a living room. No, you me. Have like a tiny yes. little kitchen. Me as a four hundred year old elf. Archwizard would maybe not like to stay in a room with another college student. No, but you are your student here. Oh, right. Mavericks, if you're My not bad. if you're not using your room, do you think I could do you think I could get a cooter or a petrie in there? I mean, it, it's a that sounds perfectly fine. Let's to all me. relax. They need <laughs> to enroll in the school. 
<laughs> What's the mini fridge situation? Um, well, it was like this guy has like all his like Carl, my roommate, yeah. has like it's just sort of like a lot of his food, oh. and he's like does like a meal prep situation, and oh. it's like it's well, that's it's, responsible, but so yeah. that's why I was like I'm just gonna peace out and do my own thing. That, I understand. That is like really crazy to be in college and meal prepping. Like that's not something that you're supposed to. What's do. weird? I did that. What's weird about that? <laughs> Sounds pretty cool. That got that guy got assigned to me. I had no say in this. That's bullshit, Mavris. <laughs> Carl's a good guy. Carl's a good kid. <laughs> well, it's fine, Carl. What? No, don't. <laughs> you yeah. see, you see out from deep, deep down, um, down the road, uh, you see a yellow banner for like a sorcerer hall, and you see um, uh, another tiefling hangs out the window. What's up, guys? Oh, shit. Uh, what's up, Carl? What's going on, Carl? What's up? Hey, Carl. What up? Hey, Carl, what's for dinner? Um, we got like some lean chicken and um, side of asparagus and some rice. And just that for like a week? Uh, well, for dinner, we got um, for breakfast, I got poached eggs, a little okay. bit of toast. Ew. It's just nonstop. Toast. It's just nonstop I'm going to need 14 of those eggs real yeah. quick. You'll have to sign up for it, man. I paid, My parents paid a pretty penny for this. So. Oh. Get me out of there. <laughs> okay, I see. We'll reassign you to a different room. <laughs> smells like right. eggs, huh? You know what? Um, you see he um, magically um, produces a set of keys, and he hands it to you, Moonshine. He goes, um, there's still another night before the tournament, so um, oh. you all can stay in a room in the Sorcerer Dorm uh, tonight. And um, Mavris, um, you should this all work you out? You don't have like a, a mansion or something? I heard something. Yeah. Like, oh, I would thought, you like to stay I'm in? I'm down to I'm, stay in a dorm. I just heard I wouldn't was... mind. I mean, perhaps, I'm, perhaps you're getting me into some sort of like high elf snobbery, but that tent that was actually... Actually, a mansion on the inside with some dope shit. I could certainly make you a mansion tent. Wow. I've been yeah. here for two what? years. I've been here for two years. Oh. You could learn Must how be to nice. do that, Must Mavericks. Be nice. <laughs> if you went there's to a, class. So there's also there's the option of mansion tent or uh, we all shack up with Carl. <laughs> When we used to go on green team campouts, Scoutmaster Denny would always sleep in a mansion tent and he wouldn't let the other green teens sleep in it. I would love to stay in your mansion tent. <sighs> Yeah, that'd be great. Um, and is you there got- like is there like um, a nightlife scene around here that it's- we might want to like post that tent up next to? Honestly, for me uh, and the people, the circles I run in, not great. Uh, <laughs> that's why you know I was out there yes. like hanging out with the Crick Elves and stuff because yeah. those guys party and it's like a again, cool scene. world might end like tomorrow. So if everyone could get a, a good night's sleep tonight, party yeah. like it's the I last wanted night to. Of the can world. I show you the university? <laughs> Oh yeah, sure. sure. Yes. Yes, Dad. I I do want to see where you work. Bring your daughter to work day. Just bring your daughter to work day, everyone. We're going to the university. Should we all go then, or it's bring do your you, daughter? Do and you her want to, to die tomorrow? Day? I'm just asking. I just you. don't want to use specific points to you, Arun. Do you want to die tomorrow? I literally I just... die all the time. <laughs> you are of my blood, my half elf brother. I hard one. Cries uncontrollably for a second. My God! <laughs> uh, Beverly kind of like nervously sidles up to Lucanus and is like, "I would like to see the university." Good, yes, <laughs> thank you. That I do want to see. Okay, it. It seems... I could go for a tour. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You've probably never been inside the castle proper. No, My God, man! I mean, I lost a frisbee in there at one point, but <laughs> <laughs> just make another one with your magic. I just, all right, you know what? We'll look for it. We'll look for it. <laughs> I, don't 
Oh, my good gods. Um, so Lucanus begins taking you towards the university castle. You see that this area is much more populated because students from all over come to study here. You see a mixed crew with a dwarf, an elf, and a gnome, a few humans. You even see a couple goblins. Uh, you see that the guards that patrol this area are wearing red, black, and silver like Lucanus and the crew that he traveled with. Uh, this is different than the purple, gold, and silver of the city guards and the royals. So you can kind of see that there are two factions at play here in the city. Uh, as you enter the courtyard, you see a few students nod at Lucanus. Uh, he kind of nods respectfully back. And then as you guys pass them, you see they turn and giggle to each other as he walks away. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, that makes me feel for my dad. Uh, dad, it seems like you run a tight ship around here. I'm impressed. Yes, of course. Well, rules are important, and I think people respect that. Well, I'm really impressed with what you put together. Thank you. So you guys go through the courtyard to a set of stairs that takes you across a bridge to the university. You see that the castle is essentially an island within the island. Uh, the floating castle uh, is in the middle of a giant hole in the middle of the city. Uh, you look down below off the side of the bridge and you just see water in the deep distance below. Um, but ahead of you, you see the university castle. It is perfectly imperfect. You see some of the towers hang at strange angles and curve, um, but uh, you can just feel all the magic of this place and you know that it's um, being held up by something other than just the stone that it's built from. Um, and there are floating orbs of yellow casting a beautiful glow on it. Um, you guys have traveled all day, so it is nighttime by now. Mm. Um, so you guys cross the bridge and enter the castle into the Great Hall. Um, it's this enormous, intricate room that combines the new with the old, long oak tables with long benches. Uh, you see above you are moving chandeliers of colorful orbs. Across the walls are banners representing the different schools of magic. Um, black orbs float over the necromancy tables, blue over the evokers. Uh, it's a spectrum. On the other side of the room, there are big red chairs lined with silver sitting on a raised platform with a table in front of them. Looks to be where the masters sit. Um, behind them is a wall of artifacts, each sitting in a neat cubby that spans the entire back wall all the way up to the ceiling. You see Lucanus takes you over um, and he grabs Moonshine and he grabs Hard One and he goes, here they are, the treasures of our people. That's a lovely cubby. Yeah. <laughs> what, what are they all? Well, um, this one is most important of all. Um, you see he uses a, a like tele telekinetic spell to pull down the thinking cap, this crown. From far away, it just looks like this modest kind of simple brass crown. Um, it floats down from the top. You see it's in the middle cubby all the way at the top of the ceiling. It's like 150 feet up. And again, it looks it looks simple. It looks like a very modest crown um, until you see it up close and you see the intricacies of the design. It looks like the inside of a watch with all these tiny gears and cogs moving. Uh, this could not have been made by humanoid hands. It's just so intricate. It's like a little city of machinery in a crown uh, and it gives off powerful, powerful, powerful arcane vibes. Just being near it makes you feel more intelligent. Oh. Is wow. that my frisbee? Or? <laughs> <laughs> Is this your frisbee? 
No, okay, I guess it's not. <laughs> Pops, I got a question. Yes. Who are we up against here? We, you know, I, I guess I was so eager to get to the tourney that I, I maybe didn't ask a bunch of questions, and I was wondering, who do we think is going to come along and try and steal this, and what do you think they want to do with it? Well, um, there will be mages from all of the various schools around Bohemia that includes places like Esri, which we know are under chosen control. Uh, we also know that because of the grave robbers, you saw dwarves there, you saw halflings there. Um, who knows if uh, the one crew of elves that Erdan traveled with, whether or not they were the only elves that are working against us. And what sort of power lies in this artifact? The Nawathial was gifted to us by the goddess Arathis, and it gave Bohemia the gift of magic. And we, the elves, her chosen children, it's um, the reason we have more of an affinity for magic. Uh, it's the reason the city itself is magic. Should we lose this, uh, we would still be able to cast spells, but it wouldn't be with the same power. Future elves perhaps wouldn't have our innate magical abilities. And that's just thinking in the far distant future, likely in, in this current scenario of war, if someone gets a hold of this, it's, it's game over. Has the crown ever left Gladeholm? So the elves have won the tournament every time, except for one year, like 2,000 years ago, a gnome won it, and we were at war for like 100 years. That um, some kind of treachery. Yes, um, but we, we got it back. I cannot imagine he was an honorable... That's a Tonvin Tingle's distant ancestor. <laughs> okay, I see. Uh... So we, we have to keep this thing here to protect our people yes yeah. I, I, I wiggle my ears <laughs> <laughs> damn how'd you learn how to do that so quick i practiced last night because i only had to transfer nine and a half hours <laughs> <laughs> you're floating off the ground pretty cool right <laughs> are there any other elven teams that will be competing i know of one other elven team that will be participating um, is it fucking carl uh, <laughs> Carl is a tiefling, and Carl is not participating. Um, All right. If one of us, okay, everyone huddle up. If one of us gets hurt, Carl fills in for us. Carl's the sub. Uh, Carl, Carl's the ultimate. Are we, are we totally He's a solid, solid guy? <laughs> he is a solid guy. <laughs> we, I think we all agree that Carl's solid. <laughs> it's not Rocks. like a hang situation, but yeah. he's like a great guy. He's the manager. You know, he's always got meals. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. that, that would be awesome for yeah. him. <laughs> Hey, so, Master, I just want to say thank you for choosing me as champion. Uh, I know I'm, like, a little out there, but, like, I appreciate the opportunity. Uh, you see Lucanus is extremely taken aback, and he goes, Oh, well, yes, um, uh, it, is, it is a great honor that we have bestowed upon you, and I'm sure you'll make us very proud, Mavris. Thank you. Can I do a, a search for um, the frisbee? <laughs> yes. 14. 14. Uh, you look around. Uh, you start, like, digging into the cubbies, <laughs> and your father goes like, oh, please don't touch those. Uh, uh, anyway, um, 
Mavris here will be the champion of the university. Um, it's it's not just schools that are competing; it's also mage guilds. So, the city of Gladeholme, the royal party, I have a bit of friction <laughs> with, if you will. Um, but the royals will be sending their own wizard team to compete. Um, so, best case oh. scenario, if you can't win, maybe they win and aren't traitors. Hmm. That would be but not they might the be worst. And, well, I don't know. Bit of a okay. subway series. Let's just play it safe and dunk on those dudes. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think we should just play. dunk play on them. Play it safe and dunk on them. <laughs> I pass Matt for some more quick water. Yeah, dunk on the Royals. Just, just huffs it so hard. <laughs> uh, you see, um, Lucanus. <laughs> are you taking another constitution yeah. there, though? <laughs> the twelve. Nice. Uh, but you're you're starting to get a little messed up. Um, and Lucanus looks a little jealous, and he goes, "Give me that. I suppose um, I should be Holy connecting more with my." Daughter's culture. <gasps> I look wide-eyed at oh, Careful, sir. Oh my god. He takes. Um, I do. I do the little like link around the arms with my own ah. crick water, so that we're like like our elbow. We're linked at the elbow, and we can huff at the same time. Three, what? two, one. one. Blood <gasps> of my blood. We shall drink. Oh, okay. Uh, and he does like a little, the teeniest little sniff. <laughs> um, and in, instantly <laughs> passes out. You see, he instantly oh, passes out. Oh. Um, and then he wakes up a second later. Oh. My gods. Oh. Uh, you see, he Smooth, is already right? extremely messed up. <laughs> oh, my. I have to work so hard tomorrow. Oh. I'm sure there's... Hold on. Um, uh, is there coffee in this room? <laughs> uh, you, you can sh- certainly, like, uh, conjure some coffee. Yeah, there's... Um, I like, appreciate unseen, you playing along. <laughs> unseen servants come by. You do see that there are sort of other people moving about. Okay. Um, it's... Um, uh, school does not seem to be in session at the moment because it is nighttime, um, but you do see uh, unseen servants that are kind of um, floating, uh, wearing robes, and some of them are guards. They're wearing, like, breastplates, just look like air elementals, um, oh. and um, it just kind of looks like breastplates and stuff just kind of, like, bobbing through the air and doing <laughs> things. Um, one comes over and brings him a little bit of coffee. goes, oh, thank you. Uh, do you guys want to see something cool? Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, totally. <laughs> All right. Sweet, everyone, follow me. <laughs> uh, right on. He's fucked up. You see, he starts staggering <laughs> down the hall. Uh, and he just starts laughing to himself. <laughs> oh boy! I've been, here for, I've been here for two years. I've never seen anything close to this. <laughs> it's kind of fun to see that there's another side in there. Uh, you guys see he walks. Can we do uh, a dirty check. See how dirty he is. See how dirty he is. Yeah, he's, be, he's a filthy father, honestly. Oh, wait. Oh god damn it! I almost got a nat twenty, but then it was leaned on the side. <laughs> 19. 19. Um, he's giggling to himself. He's kind of <laughs> having fun. Yeah, okay. Sweet, sweet. <laughs> uh, cool. Cut. Everyone come this way. Don't let anyone see you. Okay. Okay. Shh, yeah. Shh. Everyone shut up. Everyone shut, shut up. Shut the fuck up. Everyone shut the stop, fuck up. Stop laughing. Stop laughing. <laughs> see, um, Balnor's been there the whole time just kind of like quietly drinking um, but heavy because he's not, he's not competing tomorrow and Balnor's like cracking up. <laughs> We're going to get in trouble. <laughs> We're, not gonna, We're with the headmaster. Um, all right. Um, come this way. Um, opens a door in the corner of the room that takes you to a stairwell and a tower. Uh, you see he walks up to the first step and stomps on it exactly 19 times and the stair drops out and you see he falls down through a chute and he just um, starts laughing and giggling uh, uncontrollably uh, and you hear it just booming through um, and then the step comes back 
Uh, I step 19 times on it. Uh, you go down through the chute. And I said, see you on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do a little tap dance 19 times and then I cannonball down. Hell yeah. <laughs> Jump right down. Never stress a dive and at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> go to make a go to make a dex uh, a dex check. Dude, you're gonna get a stuck. Uh, oh, that's not that bad. Uh, Sixteen. Sixteen. Um, Sixteen. You do make it through. It like gashes your calf pretty oh, bad as you go through. <laughs> you did the equivalent of like bounding over a fence and cutting yourself. Oh fuck! Like you made it. <laughs> Dude, you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. It was that that was pretty awesome it's though? It's definitely right? an ow fuck situation. <laughs> I touch hands him. <laughs> oh, thank you. You guys are falling through the chute together, occasionally getting like jammed up. Oh, oh. oh. gosh, your horns are sharp. Oh, brutal. Yeah, sorry, dude. <laughs> it's okay, uh, they're cool. Uh, Balnor goes up and uh, does it. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go up and uh, and swan dive head first. <laughs> uh, hard one, follow suit. Does a very dangerous swan dive. Uh, you guys fall down the chute and you land um, in a very dark room that has a light green glow. And uh, yeah, you guys are like kind of in a pile. Normally people wouldn't come down here in a big group, so you all kind of just <laughs> land on each other. And um, Lucanus goes, Quixis, where are you? And you guys hear... <sighs> Uh, this giant bestial snore, and out from the shadows, um, you see a brass dragon um, emerges. Is this your pet? No, not exactly. He he works for the school. He's actually my coworker. Oh, I'm so sorry. Hello, everyone. My name is Coixus. It's a pleasure to meet all of you. You know I'm prostrated. I bow. And uh, in Draconic, I say, saw it, dude. <laughs> uh, you say he, he uh, answers back in Draconic, what's up? What's up? We're just having a night. We're just hanging out. What, what's going on down here? Right on. Just, you know, guard, guarding some ancient relics like I'm known to do. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> I feel like you're just like growling back and forth. <laughs> yeah, you guys just um, uh, little grunts back and forth between the dragon and the draconic blood uh, sorcerer. Um, and Lucanus goes, Quixis um, guards one of our most powerful machines in Glade Home. Uh, you gotta see this. Um, and um, he leads you past Quixis. Um, Quixis, until we meet again. Until we meet again, m'lady. Um, I offer him some bronze. <laughs> some bronze? Do you, do you hoard this? Is that rude? Um. Oh, oh no, that's fine. I'm more of a guardian dragon than a whore. Okay. Give it to me. Okay. Give it to me now. <laughs> give it to me for my heart. He, he takes it and he puts it in a pile and you see he does, he was like sitting on a pile of treasure, but wait, it does, it looks like you have a horde back there, Quixis. No, I'm a guardian. I'm a guardian dragon. That's what I do. We don't all have hordes. I flash, I flash a gold coin. Um, he bites face. it out of your hand and throws it back in the pile. This is mine now. This is all mine. <laughs> So like I, don't, I wish I had some cash. Get me next time. Of course. Get me next time. Thank you. Great work, Quixis. You guys see Lucanus takes you into this next room, um, and there is a strange device in here. Uh, there's a platform surrounded by a circle of columns, and in the center is a glowing 
green rock, this emerald arcane cylinder. Uh, and he goes, besides the Noathia, this is perhaps our most powerful artifact. It was designed by our ancestors to protect Gladeholm. If you cast a spell into it, it will cast a spell on the entire city. We once used it to teleport to the Feywild. This is too powerful of an artifact. Yes, that is why we have a brass dragon guarding it. Uh-huh. Ah. Can I ask you something? Yes. What if I farted into it? That would make <laughs> everything in Gladehome smell like farts. My God. And if you do that, um, it is high, It is highly against the law to use this. So you see he's instantly kind of realizing how much you fucked up by bringing you guys down here. <laughs> Can I cast guidance on it so that everyone in the city gets um, gets to add? As you go to like to lift them. your finger up and he senses magic, he counterspells it um, and he gets dead serious and he goes, we will be beheaded if we use this. Everyone out. You see okay, he okay, um, he okay. stops. Uh, like, I'm sorry, he, I'm he sorry. kicks out of being drunk. I don't know what I was thinking. I don't know what I was thinking bringing you all down here. Um, I'm sorry, I thought and, I was trying to do something nice. I wasn't going to do something I was just going to give everyone guidance. Uh, they would know then that you would use it. Even if you use it for good, you're still using it. Um, okay, follow-up question. Are fart spells? Um, he, uh, <laughs> he, uh, he casts a uh, control person and just like makes you start walking out. Ooh. We need to go now. Okay. Um, and uh, he walks back under where like the chute was. Um, and you see he once again clicks 19 times on the floor and shoots back up. Uh, yeah, do the same. Yeah. You guys all do the same. Um, Quixis goes, hey, don't don't feel too bad about it. <laughs> I wasn't really going to fart in it. I was just, honestly, I just wanted to. <laughs> you really know. shouldn't fart in it. <laughs> I wasn't going to fart. I don't even have to fart. I <laughs> squeeze a tiny toot and then <laughs> tap my foot 19 times. He snaps oh. at you. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> uh, you, jump, you jump up into the chute. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I go up uh, skeleton luge style. Uh, Awesome. Um, You guys all fly back up the chutes. Um, When you get back up, um, you see uh, Lucanus looks super worried, and he goes... I'm sorry, Dad. I really wasn't trying to do something silly. I was trying to do something sweet. No, it's okay. It it is my fault for... I um, thought it'd be cute if everyone got to add something to their next role. It's... I I agree. Your heart was in the right place. But I understand why I fucked up. No, it's it's okay, Moonshine. I, I, I shouldn't have brought anyone down there. That was... That was my mistake. Um, listen, I thought it was kind of cool. Yes. Yeah. It felt special to share something with you. It it was it was nice. I I should be going. I I need to begin prepping for tomorrow. I've already um I've I've slipped up enough today. Um. I'll see all of you tomorrow. Please know that um, the consequences of this are real. Can you give me any hint as to what's going on tomorrow so I know what spells to stock? Unfortunately, that would be against the rules. They screen okay. all of the masters, and they'll actually screen all of you tomorrow as well to make sure that no one's clued you in. And I also, um, the different masters from the different schools um, plan different events. Okay. I'm not clued in on it until the very last minute on a lot of the events. Okay, I see. <laughs> One thing that has always been the same, though, the fourth round is... An all-out free-for-all between the remaining teams uh, in a fight for for the crown, for the thinking cap, in this very castle. 
Damn. Sounds fun. Kind of just anything I mean, goes. Yeah, that sounds yes, awesome. Yes, many, this is many people have perished in the final round. Yeah, probably get hit by like a chair that's flying around or something. That could happen. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, um, mage will just cast like power word kill or something and somebody will just die instantly. That probably type of deal. People slipping on fruit a lot. I'll bet. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Beverly's like changing his strategy on the fly. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but really, I I, I, sh- I should be going. Thank you for showing us around. Yeah, thanks, Dad. I really enjoyed it. Take it, your daughter to work day, huh? Would it, you mind writing me a letter of recommendation if I ever want to go here in the future? Of, oh, um, you know me. You can just come here. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's fine. Cool. Maybe if we save the world, I'll go to college. <laughs> that, would be, that would be great. <laughs> hey, Headmaster. Yeah. Let's kick some mean nerds' butts. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes. Let's let's kick their let's kick their asses. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Good night. Yeah. Good night, sir. All right. Um, hey, sir. Okay. You sure you want to go? Because I I had a little something planned for everyone once we retire, but it's also no big if you got stuff to do. I should I should probably prepare for tomorrow. All right. Bye, pops. All right. I give him a hug. Good night, my daughter. Blood of my blood. <laughs> I love you. We could leave it at my daughter. Okay. But actually, no, right. let's leave it at I love you, because okay. I love you, too. Oh. Maybe take out the middle part. Yeah. Yes. Uh, turns to hard one. Blood of my blood. I cry crocodile. <laughs> the pride of the elves flows through you. Wow. Jesus. <laughs> Everyone's so tall. Waterworks when I meet this fake dad. It's going to happen when I meet the real dude. You guys are taken by an unseen servant. This air elemental in like servant's regalia uh, with like red, the red and the black and the silver of the university. Uh, and they take you over to the sorcerer's dorm. Um, and take you to a room. Um, you see it is this uh, nice little bedroom um, with a couple beds, uh, but you do see in the middle of it, there is a tent prepared. <gasps> oh, I thought he forgot. Oh, he really does care. He really wow. does. I dive into the tent. Yeah, yeah I, get, I go years. on in. Been here for two years. <laughs> Sharing a room I, with a guy named Carl. Can I see your spell book? Mavris, there's a frisbee in here. <laughs> Mavris dives in. <laughs> Dive into this uh, magnificent mansion. Um, I snoop through the bathroom for toiletries. <laughs> See what kind of elven pills he's taking? <laughs> Your dad's musk. <laughs> um, he has lots of elven um, perfumes and colognes and mm-hmm. such. He's, he's, he's a fancy a lad. <laughs> I start experimenting and mixing them. <laughs> oh I just <laughs> rub wet wipes on my neck. <laughs> They smell you, clean. Yeah. <laughs> Beverly shows all of them how to use the bidet. <laughs> Papa won't stop using it as a water fountain. <laughs> That's fine, honestly. I uh, drinks it and then immediately starts spitting up. <laughs> Get it out. Get it okay. out. That's a funny meal, man. I got to find the kitchen because I am now a level 11 druid, which means I have a six level spell and I have just got the spell that I was destined to do. So can I find the kitchen? Yeah, of course. Yeah, there's a little kitchen with um, uh, a little stove top. All right, for the next 10 minutes, y'all just hear uh, pots banging <laughs> as I cast 
Hero's Feast. Yes. Hell yes. You bring forth a great feast, including magnificent food and drink. The feast takes one hour to consume and disappears at the end of that time. And the beneficial effects don't set in until the hour is over. Up to 12 other creatures can partake of the feast. A creature that partakes of the feast gains several benefits. The creature is cured of all diseases and poison, becomes immune to poison, and being frightened and makes all wisdom saving throws with advantage. Its hit point maximum also increases by 2d10 and it gains the same number of hit points. These benefits last 24 hours. Oh, and we don't have to do dishes. (laughs) Oh my God. What do you make? (laughs) Jamala, Corey. Crawdads, crawdads, and jambalaya. This it's is a fucking singing. hero's jambalaya. Mm-hmm. This is legendary jambalaya. This soup is singing. Yeah, the crawdads cook themselves. <laughs> That's Carl morbid. is going to be so pissed he missed out on this. <laughs> um, yeah, you hear a knock outside. You guys meal prepping in there? <laughs> Carl, it's... Uh, What's going on there, dude? Unfortunately, nothing's happening in No. <laughs> go, go suck on an egg, Carl. <laughs> wow. Wow. Does Carl you hang out with now? Carl, you're a solid guy, but just go suck on an egg, my man. <laughs> All right. I dap up Mavris. <laughs> um, Balnor eats a bunch of it, even though he's not competing tomorrow. He has had the best it's day. It's up to 12 people. We could yeah. invite Carl in. <laughs> you know what, Carl? Carl. What's up? You're not competing tomorrow, right? No. You want to you know what a fucking grub? He's already in the tent. He jumps in. <laughs> Get in here. Oh, wow. What's up, guys? Hey, Carl. Hey. <laughs> just, so, I just grab a plate. Cool. Yeah. Oh, how's it going, Carl? You're not competing tomorrow, are you, on another team? Uh, no, 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 no. But okay, I was going to cool, go and watch. Cool, I thought that would be cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, come watch. Ma- Mavris. First time uh, Sorcerer's ever competed. Hey, Carl. Cool. Really? Mm-hmm. First time? Yeah, you know how, like, the wizards and, you know, to a lesser extent, the warlocks are about, like, you know, their, the way that they approach magic and, you know, what what kind of rules they follow. And it's a li- I'm a little outside. I guess I'm sort of disrupting that a little bit. Oh, <laughs> I like it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like we still it. need to read, like, a lot of books and stuff because, you know, we have our own things to master. A dead arm, Carl. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Carl, I can't believe you read books. Too good reading. <laughs> you don't read you, you don't. I mean, I don't read either. Nice. <laughs> you, Carl, you brought five books with you. What? No. Shut up. Dead arms, Beverly. <laughs> That's what's up, Carl. I, I dead arm, arm, Carl. Here. I dead arm, Beverly. I dead arm, Balder. I draw my hammer. <laughs> I go into a rage and I dead arm everyone. <laughs> Ow. Oh. Oh. And I say, everyone isn't eating enough. <laughs> All right, second helpings. Uh, it is the best meal you guys have ever had. You've never felt better after a meal. Oh. <laughs> I can feel the the shrimp and the crawdads singing in my stomach. And everyone gets 14 extra hit points for tomorrow. That rules. 14 extra? Jeez. Yeah. I'm looking hardy. Here must be six. It's my very first sixth level spell I've and ever cast. What a, a good spell. One too. What a, there's never been a better time to use this. You just, yeah, you you fully just know you have sleep. something to do tomorrow. Yeah. Just carbon up. Yep. You got to carb up. Um, Balnor <laughs> looks like he's gained four pounds. Hey, and I look at all the empty beer cans. You've had a yeah. lot of carbohydrates. Yeah, I know. You're just balancing what? that bowl perfectly it's in your stomach. Day. It's I, an off day. I'm fine. I earned it. Yeah. I take um, uh, 
hard one uh, to the side. You guys know this guy? Is he just kind of hanging on? <laughs> he's or? cool. Okay, yeah. or just making sure. I just, you know. Do you ever have like a guy who's like not your dad, but he's kind of your dad? Yeah, Beverly has five of those. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, for sure. What's your dad like? <sighs> My dad just is like also a sorcerer, and he like. You know, I got a lot of pressure from him to, like, come here and, like, do the whole, you know, magic school thing. A lot of my boys have, like, got a house for the summer. Like, they're taking, like, a year. <laughs> oh, they're doing a gap like, year? Yeah, they're doing, like, they're not going to school. They're hanging out. They're working, but they, like, hang out. Oh. And that sounds pretty fucking awesome to me. But, like, it is pretty cool to be here, too. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. You hear Carl pipes up and he goes, yeah, and you know, I work and go to school, so you can actually like still get a job if you want, Mavris. <laughs> yeah. You we can, can, yo, we can make I'll, Carl leave. You say the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you see, Carl, Carl looks at hard one. Do you have a... Do you do you have a problem with me, dude? <laughs> I think you're cool as long as Mavericks is cool. Yeah, yeah, no, no, Carl's cool. Carl's cool, um, but Mavericks is my dude. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys do you, have you guys known each other for a while? Like, what's your what is it about an hour and a half? <laughs> yeah. This guy offered me a leaf within moments of meeting me. Right? <laughs> it just it feels like um, we were roommates, and instantly I was just in a single. Um, Carl, I have a question for you. Yeah, Sounds like right. an upgrade. Do you know how to use this spell to make like a big space, a uh, small space bigger on the inside? Uh, yeah, Mordenkainen's magnificent mansion. Then why wouldn't you so do that on the fridge? Not even Liam's tiny hut. Carl, what are you doing? Why wouldn't you just make a, a room in a cabinet or something? Why are we sharing the because same you room? We're only there for the first day of school, dude. I didn't know how to do the spell yet. <sighs> Fine. If you hung out and just like watered our friendship a little bit maybe it would blossom <laughs> Carl gets up and leaves <laughs> Carl oh. Moonshine is stitching that into a pillow <laughs> Mavericks is just suddenly oh, shaken by this like <laughs> wow it's okay. true yeah. yeah takes work Hey there, Nadpoles. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content all in one place and all on your terms, folks. They've got beautiful beautiful templates and easy drag and drop tools. You can make a portfolio, you can make a blog, you can make a web series over there. You can do anything you want and you can do it all on Squarespace. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash pawpaw to save 10% on your first order of a website or domain. That is squarespace.com slash pawpaw to save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace.com slash Thank you, everybody. Hey, everybody. It's Emily here to talk to you about Mint Mobile. It's spring cleaning. We're getting rid of the things that don't serve us anymore. And you know what doesn't serve anyone? Expensive phone bills. If you'd like to declutter your finances, it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. You can use your own phone and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash pawpaw. 
That's mintmobile.com slash pawpaw. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash P-A-W-P-A-W. $45 upfront payment minimum required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speeds slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Goodbye, sweeties. Yeah, but that's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited to be here. And, uh, and, like, you know, I couldn't, since I'm, like, the first sorcerer doing it in a while, like, all the wizards were kind of like weird about, you know, being in my squad. And so it's just like, it's nice to have just some fresh blood around. <laughs> Absolutely. But you yeah. know, Hey, uh, Mavericks, you know, they're, they're right a little bit. It, it does take practice to get better at stuff. Like just look at my ass. For instance, it used to be so flat. What's up? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> no, I see like, I've been like, Bill, these look, thoughts look at his ass. kid. <laughs> <laughs> see, Baldor's just like fully drunk on a recliner. <laughs> Uh, okay, stare, stare at your ass. Well, just no, like you see, like I've been working my muscles. I've been like getting toned with hard one. Mm-hmm. I guess like, I don't have a before, so it's like <laughs> to me. Yeah, you know what? Well, Point I, taken. Point yeah. taken. Yeah. Here it was more like this. I hold up my hand to just sort of like show where Bev's ass used to That's be. That's what it used to be. Yeah. And now, are you touching his ass? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's yes. not. Is he? Okay. <laughs> For sure. Uh, okay. Um. What I'm saying is, like, you know, I, I think that I understand that you have this innate knowledge, but, like, yeah, you, you could work a little harder, maybe. I, I feel like, you know, I I feel like maybe it's not cool to like books, but I like books, and I, I think that maybe if, if you wanted to, like, go through some books together or study a little bit, I, I'd love to help you out. I will speak on Bev's behalf and say that I was very skeptical of the literate world, thinking that reading was just sort of a tool of the you know the elites and it is still you know it's still a tool that we've agreed upon matters but it's also kind of fun i start learning how to read i can read Ulf gargrove's punch oh yeah yeah Yeah. i know that book yeah um the 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 children's book, but it's a great book. I, I remember reading that. <laughs> That's right. where so, I'm at. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. Did I not establish that? just doesn't. I we're sort of convincing read. him to learn. No, yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. It's one of my favorites. We're all like different. <laughs> yeah, no, he knows. He sounds like he knows how to read. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Said, I'm going to go oh, over exactly. here and put my speaking stone into a cup and just kind of vibe out. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, hey, uh, Beverly, that's a really good point. I, yeah. I do feel like, you know, uh, I've been a lot around, around a lot of people that are like way just like way too in re- into reading and like to the point where they're like, they hold it over you a little bit and that kind of turned me off of it, like that sort of vibe. But yeah. like, this is what you're saying makes sense to me. And I used I used to be that way a little bit. You know, I, I, I come from a, a people that loves to know their history and kind of tout it. But I don't know, I, I think ever since traveling with, uh, with my friends here, I've learned that there's a lot of different ways to learn and acquire knowledge and you got to find what's right for you. Oh. Hey, how about this? You look like maybe you're pretty good at... Uh, at pranking people and kind of cutting loose. I mean, <laughs> look, maybe, I'm not bad at it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we can do like a group study thing where like you teach me some goofs and I'll teach you uh, s- like some study tips. You know what? <laughs> I'll give it a shot. All right. <laughs> can we do a study group? Sure. <laughs> Moonshine starts blasting music that really interrupts the study group. <laughs> Lesson wow, number one. Where'd you find a cup that big? <laughs> it's my bra. 
<laughs> Lesson number one. Concentration while casting spells is important. Sometimes people will be playing music very loud. Important to be able to do that. Uh, so you guys um, stay up way too late. You do um, <laughs> you do the complete opposite thing that you should we be doing. Sleep in, miss the tournament. Yeah. Oh, no. What time um, is it? Just like how people would treat having a test in college or something instead of it being a tournament, um, you know, that might decide the fate of the world. Um, so you guys just like stay hey, up I a little. I did my hero's feast. You did your hero's feast. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys stay up a little too late listening to Cuddy, mm-hmm. probably getting a little too deep with Mavericks. Crush a bit, <laughs> little bit, little It's not fucking rules, man. <laughs> it owns. It owns. Um, and you guys wake up the next morning, and it is the day of the tournament. Um, as you leave the sorcerer dormitory, uh, you see more people filing into the city, including many Crick Elves. Um, you do see that there are no youngins, though. It looks like, and probably because the tournament is dangerous, um, they probably don't want um, many children around. Um, but yeah, today all are welcome uh, to celebrate during the tournament. It's almost like a festival for the city. Uh, so you guys travel to the castle. Uh, you see many mages and teachers and students, dangerous warders and serious guards. Um, you enter into the great hall and see that many teams have already been seated in different areas. As you arrive, um, this air elemental that is wearing like an ornamental breastplate and a cape of red and black uh, comes up to you and leads you guys over to a table. Um, and you're seated under the sorcerer's banner. You see this um, banner of um, yellow with a white flame and above you, the chandelier glows yellow. Um, you see that there is already food in front of you. An unseen servant comes and um, fills up your glasses with um, water. I think I'm really nervous now because it's like last night we were having fun, but now it feels like, yeah. now it feels intense. So I think I'm, I'm not really eating. Mm. We probably mm-hmm. ate a lot of crawdads, too. <laughs> I'm, ha- I'm having mine at moonshine. <laughs> uh, you start really digging into, like, big turkey legs and stuff. <laughs> this is breakfast. <laughs> um, while we're at the table, I would like to add on to uh, Moonshine's uh, Hero's Feast. Feast in a speech? A feast in a speech. What is a feast without a speech? <laughs> I'm going to be using my new uh, feat that I picked up at level 12, uh, Inspiring Leader. Hell yeah. Uh, so the way this works is uh, I spend 10 minutes inspiring my companions, assuring uh, up their resolve to fight. Uh, when you do so, choose up to six friendly creatures, including yourself, within 30 feet. Uh, each creature can gain temporary hit points equal to your level plus your charisma modifier. So that's going to be, I believe... Uh, 16 extra hit points. Oh, oh, we God. are coming into this tourney stack. <laughs> 16? I think I like really try to like stretch a metaphor and I like look at the cup of water and I'm like, you know, friendship is like a cup of water uh-huh. and you fill it with the water yeah. and the water can be many forms, uh-huh. but in the cup, it's togetherness because of the cohesion of the atoms and sometimes they're closer together because of sometimes they're ice and sometimes they're gas. 
But and sometimes friendship is a gas because it's fun. Don't worry, Mavris. This should only last ten more minutes. <laughs> you guys are weirdly inspired by it as you listen to it. It doesn't make sense because the words don't add up to make me feel the way I feel, and yet I sort feel like I what happens is eventually Beverly like takes a big motion and spills the water all over himself. <laughs> oh, gee, oh no! Oh. And then we laugh so hard. We're <laughs> it's a stream of consciousness. What's happening? <laughs> And I'm like, oh, unseen servant, can I get some more water? And then an entire pitcher of water falls on me. <laughs> you guys are just laughing and having the time of your lives. So you guys um, look around you at the different tables, and the hall is filling up. You start to size up the competition. Um, oh, what do we see? You see dwarves, humans, halflings. Um, a lot of the teams look to be one race because they're representing like a dwarven city or a, or a prominently human one or something like that. Um, you see a table of frost wind dwarves uh, <gasps> staring coldly at the people around them. Um, some other teams that catch your eye, you see a gnome woman with long brown hair and a purple robe uh, with white trimming. Uh, guys, go ahead and give me perception checks. I got a nat one. Nat one. And that, this actually plays into what I was about she to say. She looks kind of hot. I was just about to say she looks hot, doesn't she? Yeah. Uh, I got an 18. Oh, 18. 20. Hard one. I got to bounce Ooh, something seven. off you. That gnome is like kind of hot, right? Let me see. Hard one, you look in to check her out, and you see that she's wearing a gold necklace. She can only necklace. be hot on the outside. No, no gnome is hot on the inside. Uh, she wears a gold necklace um, with a sword on the end of it. Uh, and seated next to her are three clockwork Templars. These big, bulky brass knights with purple arcane batteries that give their eyes um, a purple glow. Uh, you also see a table of extremely ominous looking dudes um three of these dark knights in black plate mail and a necromancer in black with an iron mask uh you see another table that's just a bunch of dudes that look to be made of worms you see um one guy in a robe reaches out and tries to grab a cup and just a bunch of worms fall out uh and behind you at a nearby table mavris uh, you hear a voice you recognize go, <laughs> Mavris the Unschooled, what are you doing here? <laughs> uh, and you turn around and you see uh, this pretentious looking high elf uh, with slicked back silver hair. Uh, this guy's name is Ren. Uh, you've run into him before, uh, like in the courtyard and stuff, never in class. Um, he wears the royal purple and silver and gold of the um, royal family. Uh, and his team around him consists of two elven warriors with great swords and another mage, and they're all wearing the king's colors. <laughs> I didn't even know that you went to this school. <laughs> I barely do, because I'm so <laughs> smart, I don't even have to. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, he turns to his comrades. Mavericks the Unschooled doesn't go to school. <laughs> Eat my shit, Ren. <laughs> Can I wait? I want to. Okay. I absolutely want to use my halfling stature to try and get into tabletop position on this guy. Um, okay, uh, are you doing a? Do you stealth? have like? Don't you have something? Don't halflings have something yeah. where they can like get through people's Nimbleness. legs? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sweet. Uh, go ahead and make a stealth check. With advantage? Nope. Okay. <laughs> I give you a help action. I give him a help action. Oh, yeah. Uh, thirteen. Uh, you see, oh, no. you. Uh, you crawl to go behind Ren without even looking. Um, Mavris, you see he smirks, points a finger down, and whoosh, turns uh, Beverly into a sheep. Oh, no. <laughs> Come get your livestock. I guess you're going to be a farmer now. 
<laughs> okay, yeah, you know my... what? That was a good use of polymorph, but you did not follow it up with a good zinger. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't understand that. Were you talking crick? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry that you don't speak enough languages, because I actually can understand you, so I guess I just speak more languages than you. Oh, maybe the high elven speech is just more proper. I couldn't hear you through all the whistling between your teeth. <laughs> I take out my hammer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you see some of the unseen... You see Erdan comes over and goes... Please, um, you will get disqualified and the world will end. How about the two, you know, only factions he, from Glade Home don't after kill he each releases, other? Only after he releases the polymorph. Erdan, my friend, me. My friend was crawling on the ground. He lost his contacts and he just <laughs> turned him into a sheep for no reason. What a psycho. Erdan, what a fucking psycho. Erdan looks at you, Mavericks. <laughs> do, you, do you think that I believe you right a now? Full, he's just... This he is, lost his contacts on the he ground. He lost his contacts on the ground. Why would I lie about this? <laughs> <laughs> Can I? I, uh, I cast guidance on. Uh, Go ahead and make a deception check. So you get to add a d4 to that. <laughs> okay. <great. laughs> okay. I got a a, a uh, 24. Yes. <laughs> you see, you see, Erdan just shrugs and he goes. Okay, actually, no, that's airtight. Um, and he turns to Ren and he goes, unsheep him immediately. Um, He started it. <laughs> what are you even talking about? What are you, what are you even talking about? He wasn't looking for, he's, he doesn't even wear contacts, I don't think. You. So you, you're telling me you can look yeah. into someone's eye and see if I they could, have contacts. I, that good of perception. You're fucking yeah. psycho, dude. You're, you're not right. You're a oh, psycho. Right. You're all oh, psychos. You see the other ones like, go to get their sword? The saddest thing is whoa, you whoa, wasted whoa, whoa, whoa. a fucking spell slot. Um, he did. Uh, Erdan forces him to un- unsheep you. Um, um, and I instantly pop up minor illusion, two contacts into my hands. Oh, there they were. Wow. Wow, egg yeah, on your he face. He lost both. <laughs> both contacts shot out of his eyes while he was giving a speech earlier. Oh, you see Erdan um, blinking a lot. Erdan turns to the table with Ren and the other um, royal, uh, the, the rest of the royal party, and Erdan goes... You all know that um, provoking of a fight is um, out of the rules. Uh, you could be beheaded for this. If someone were to get hurt, if you were to have started a fight... Uh... Erdan, please, we did no provocation. We didn't do it anything. This no, I'm talking, I'm yelling at yeah. them. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, you are I mean, all, ru- all innocent. Rules are rules, right? None of, so. you, none of you would be crazy enough to start a fight no. in this giant no, mage. No, I don't think you need that. to behead them. No. I think just, like, put them in just the dungeon. One, I think really just Ren. <laughs> I just... <laughs> Maybe yeah. take Ren out. Yeah. yeah. Cut Who wasn't the out. other guys? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go. <laughs> Good luck, everyone. Uh, Thank uh, you, Erdan. walks off. Yo, Ren, see you around four, bitch. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see you in the playground. <laughs> Cash me outside, yeah. Ren. <laughs> I'll see you in round four when you're in the stands. <laughs> I can't wait for you to use a level, uh, a third level call lightning because you I'm sorry, don't I just have, have so any many fourth spells. level spell uh-huh. slots. I'm sorry, do you only have one third level spell? Uh-huh. I honestly wonder what your laugh would sound like if you said yeah. something that was actually funny. <laughs> <laughs> you must be so embarrassed. You must be so embarrassed. Uh-huh. Oh, are you sure not just gonna like explode, little sorcerer? Uh-huh. <laughs> you keep the, you, what's that little what, laugh? What is it? that little laugh? <laughs> what little laugh? Your, your teeth never connect. What? Why would they connect? Your friends aren't yeah. laughing at your jokes. Yeah, it, that's I the weird you, part. Is like some of them laugh and laugh everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Ew, they they all laugh and exactly you like that. You. <laughs> See, well, um, it's like you're trying to eat your they, lower. They lip. all just like quietly go like, uh, "Good one, Ren. Good one. <laughs> fun, fun, fun over there." 
<laughs> Solid crew. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> He's your boys? Uh, but you guys, um, <laughs> finally, uh, there is... I, tra- I it back to the table. Their jerseys are sick, though. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, cool. Is there anything we can do before... No, these are sick. These are these are. Wait, are, do ours match the? I think you know what it is. We all need to go crop. Yeah. And then yeah. I cut. And then I cut me and Ben. Yeah. Oh, are they absolutely. are they yellow? Are they matching like the sorcerer colors? Because like that's kind of the banner. We you gotta we gotta yeah. match them. We do. Yeah. Can we get a quick dye job? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We okay. do a quick dye job. I find some. Uh, oh, what is that called? I find some saffron and I dye them yellow. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Can you turn them into kind of like a penny type of fabric? Yeah. Okay, I do that. Right. I start yeah, dunking craft. fabric into a giant bucket <laughs> in the middle of this um, pre pre contest. All the while making making eye contact with Ren, being like, "Oh, oh, you think you started something, oh, but yeah. you actually ended it for yourself." Look at you that. See, he tries to just avoid eye contact. You just turn people into a lamp. Really. <laughs> Do that, I do that Top Gun Iceman thing at him, like, just like clenching my teeth at him. <laughs> He's just like fully trying to move on. Just we absolutely all, we all do that. <laughs> yeah, I Top Man Iceman for sure. Top, you guys are like two, you're like two drunk guys at a bar that got into like a little bit of a yelling match at a table, but the one guy is now just fully trying to move on with his night. And you I'm guys going just over there. Back every once I'm going while. over there. <laughs> Um, finally, you guys hear a hush amongst the crowd as the masters enter and take their seats at the front. Now, you see that there are more chairs than there were yesterday um, because it's for the leaders of all the different schools and all the guilds. You see gnomes, dwarves, humans, etc. There are about 15 people up there, all in ornate robes of different colors. Uh, you see Lucanus stands behind the table uh, near his seat at the center and addresses the crowd. Um, you see he looks out in the crowd um, and finds moonshine, um, and he winks. <laughs> I wink back. Um, he... and, then I, and then I look around and I say, sorry, I got you. sorry, y'all. You got a daddy's girl amongst you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it says so on the back of your jersey. <laughs> you see, Damn, um, I, I was deciding between that and the unschoolable, but I went for daddy's girl. The unschoolable daddy's girl? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I moved my my hair aside, and you see that it says the unschoolable wow. daddy's so girl. Wow, so much text. <laughs> and because it's a penny now, you can also see your new rib cage tattoo <laughs> that Melora put on your side. <laughs> <laughs> you look trashy my, as hell. They're burned to green. Uh, they didn't count me. <laughs> Thank God we made it the crop top. <laughs> <laughs> this team's got four orders, y'all. They didn't. They didn't plan on old Pinder. Hey, I hear your belly button. Oh yeah. Oh hey, what's up, dude? Yeah, that's Pinder Greens. <laughs> yeah, so he's nervous. my champion. You know how you're the champion of a university? Oh yeah, I got it. I no no need to explain cool, it. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, hard one. Can I talk to you for a second? Uh, yeah, what up, bro? What's up? Hey, um, Mavis is really cool, and I was afraid to talk to him yesterday. Do you think you could, like, put a good word in? <laughs> see if he wants to, like, hang out in the gym? Uh, honestly. Because I know he's, like, looking for a roommate, and I just, like, got you on the gym, so maybe if he um, wants to, like. I think now is not a great time, because no? we're about to do this, like, competition. Oh, dude, But that yeah. instinct you had yeah. to, like, be too afraid to talk to him. Yeah. Like, hang on to that. For oh, sure. right. <laughs> Can we put a jersey in the gym? <laughs> Oh, yeah. Do I have a jersey left over? Sure. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. yes, sure. I throw a jersey in the gym. Um, Papa the gym. also is wearing a little jersey. Oh. Absolutely. Um, me, me and Papa's jerseys are the same size. Yeah, they're the same size. <laughs> um, you guys see uh, Lucanus um, clears his throat, and um, everybody's quiet, uh, and he addresses the crowd. And he goes, Wizards and warders, 
Welcome to the Swanamen de Magi. That's wow. my daddy. Referred to in the common <laughs> I tongue. I polite clap. <laughs> referred to in the common tongue as Mage Madness. Uh, oh. <laughs> so much cooler. We have 32 teams from all over the realm, including some from the outer planes. You will all be competing in three rounds of single elimination competition that will test your strength, dexterity, constitution, intelligence, wisdom, and charisma. After that, the final four teams will compete in a free-for-all battle for the thinking cap in this very castle. This first round will test your dexterity and your charisma. Listen carefully. It will test your dexterity and your charisma. The 16 teams that pass the challenge the quickest will move on to the next round. Seeing as us mages love throwing curveballs, we are going to forgo the rest of the feast and begin the first event. Now, you see that the masters all disappear. And the other teams, they all disappear too. The banners around the hall all change to be your colors. Yellow and white. You see the table and the chairs on the master's platform disappear. And a ghostly figure appears, a 12-foot-tall, massively jacked elven woman in a white dress. You can see through her a bit. She appears to be some kind of spirit. She holds one arm up presentationally, takes a deep breath, and belts out a powerful sustained note that rocks the entire room with force, instantly blowing the tables, candles, chandeliers, everything in the room towards you. You feel yourself thrown back by a giant gust of air. You guys are thrown up against the wall at the entrance of the room. Everyone go ahead and roll initiative. Woo! Ooh. Ooh. 22. 15. 13. 12. 12. Okay, so you guys see this elven Amazonian ghost bard that has sent out force energy throughout the entire room, throwing everything at you. You guys have been flung back into the wall um, towards the entrance of the hall. You guys were sitting um, near the end at the sorcerer's table. Uh, the room is 200 feet across. Um, she's where the masters were sitting. Um, Moonshine, you are first. I will do enhance ability at a fifth level to give all four of us advantage on dexterity saving throws. Nice. That's a great move. <laughs> cool. Um, so um, Moonshine, you quickly um, get your bearings. You do that um, very cool Tifa Lockhart three-point stance as you hit the wall. You instantly yes. look up as a table comes towards you. Um, but um, on initiative 20, so after Moonshine, um, I am actually going to roll and see what kind of song she's singing here. You see she starts singing up for the opera seats. Just this really like ancient elven, um, just the most extreme version of what your dad does, uh, but in just this beautiful operatic voice. Um, and um, this is like an ancient um, sylvan language. So um, Moonshine and Bev, you guys can go ahead and give me, I guess like history checks Ooh, yeah. or just like a raw intelligence check to 
14. 17. You don't understand all of the words, but it is some kind of musical incantation. She's saying some. it is some kind of song of force. The word force keeps coming up. Mm. Um, and you guys see um, as she sings... Uh, and aims up towards the ceiling. Bricks begin coming loose from the ceiling above you and falling down. Everybody go ahead and give me dexterity saving throws. With, with advantage, advantage y'all. Enhance ability. Don't forget to add plus four to that as well, my friends. Um, you guys can't, you guys aren't all directly oh, okay. next to each other. Nat 20, baby. Nice. Add uh, 19 plus my dex, so 23. 22. Uh, 16. Sweet. Um, Bev fails. Cool. No. Uh, but everyone else passes, so they only take half. Um, you guys start kind of diving out of the way, trying to get around these rocks. It is hard to even move forward, so as you kind of try to dodge, Bev, you get pinned back a little bit, uh, and you take 36 damage, <laughs> and everyone else takes 18 as these rocks come down on you. Um, then that is hard one. Hard one, you see the castle is crumbling around you. All of these um, candelabras and tables and everything are flying up. Um, uh, Moonshine reflects on that inspiring speech that Bev just gave her and is very thankful <laughs> that it happened. <laughs> Watch out for water. <laughs> and goblets was, containing nice. water. Now I like didn't even lose anything. <laughs> I'm imagining that I'm not, we, we are not trying to kill this elf person, right? It's up to you. It feels more. Maybe I'll just. You are two hundred feet away from her right now. Right, but blown up against the wall. I don't want to throw my javelin at her. Maybe I'll prepare a reaction. Okay. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Cool. Nice. Um, hard one pinned against the wall. Um, and more things begin to fly at you guys. Um, you see. You see, once again, she points up to the balcony seats and um, begins letting out a beautiful low note. And there's a rumble from the building. Everyone give me deck saving throws. 18. 18. 19. 17. Moonshine takes half. She takes 16. Everyone else takes 32 damage. Ooh. That is Mavericks' turn. I just want to take a... Um... A full movement action forward, a full dash action forward. Nice. Okay, go ahead yeah. and make um, a dexterity check with advantage. Okay. I got a one and a three. Uh, <laughs> oh. A two sandwich. Um, <laughs> you you blow back into the wall and you can't yeah. move. You're just you're. It's like that ride at the carnival where you. Um, oh, the gravitron. Yeah. Yes, the gravitron. Oh wow, that this ride. fucking sucks. <laughs> uh, it's training. Are you blown away by my performance? Yes. <laughs> it's incredible. You're really good. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, go ahead and make a um, uh, persuasion check. Uh, that's a 27. Yo. 27. Mm. Yeah. Um, you see, she goes... Oh, thank you. Uh, and she begins to sing a super high falsetto. And um, pulls you up into the air and shoots you forward towards her 30 feet. Ooh, that's I, incredible. I use my action that I've been saving to start applauding. <laughs> uh, go ahead and make a persuasion check. Bravo. Bravissimo. Or a deception check. <laughs> Shit. 14. Uh, she looks at you with fire in her eyes and she goes, You lie! Uh, and uh, I'm going to roll to see what kind of damage this thing does. Um, hard one. A bench 
flies at you. A binch? A binch <laughs> flies at you. A binch flung a binch? <laughs> um, go ahead and make a dex save with a advantage. <laughs> 10. 10 fails. 16 damage and are pinned against the wall by this by this bench. That is Bev's turn. Woo. All right. Um, so seeing uh, the progress made by Maverus, uh, I think Beverly is going to... Uh, first question. Um, when uh, the elf lady kind of directed her voice at Hard One, did it leave like an opening? No. Okay. So the, uh, the, the voice, the vocal waves are just coming in all directions. Yes. All right. Um, I'm still going to try and like plot a course behind like tables and anything that's bolted down to try and like run through the eddies to get as close as I can. I'm going to use a full dash action. Sweet. Plus my yippy skippy boots. Go ahead and use uh, do dexterity. Okay. Uh, with advantage. There we go. Um, 20? Um, with a 20, you can move your full speed. Sweet. So you get 100 feet. Um, you are able to... Um, you do see that a couple of the tables are bolted down a little heavier than the mm-hmm. other ones. Um, one uh, was, like, caught. Like, one bench flew up uh, at hard one before. Can we say as a free action I was singing as I ran? <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, I sing... I am not content to admire you from afar. I must see you, my star. I am your sweet boy from the shore. Oh, joy. So long. Go ahead and make a performance check. (laughs) Performance or persuasion? Performance. Okay. (laughs) Shout out to the two. Oh, no. She goes, you dishonor me. (laughs) Uh, But she doesn't have, she can only do that once as a reaction to like uh, throw somebody back. Um, So she doesn't do anything. She just yells at you in song. Fair enough. Um, I I think an entire pitcher of water lands on my head. <laughs> that's in a different key than I was singing. Uh, that's back I up. Understand to you, Moonshine. So um, okay. right now, hard ones pinned against the wall by a bench. Um, Maverick is thirty feet ahead. Uh, was able to kind of flatter her. Um, Bev was able to just like fucking book it, book it against the wind. I'm gonna cast long stride on myself yes. and book it. Sweet. So that's You're... forty-five feet. Okay. Um, go ahead and make a. a Dex save uh, with uh, advantage. 13. 13 will let you move half of your speed. 23 feet. Okay. I still from far away sing, I agree with what the young boy said. <laughs> Go ahead and make a performance check. <laughs> 17. You do not flatter me enough, but you sounded better than the boy did. Back to the drawing board. It is for this sweet spore whore. (laughs) Uh, She's going to belt out another force note. These are kind of like her lair actions um, on initiative 20. Number one, she hits uh, another high note. Uh, She does the highest falsetto way higher than the one that pulled Mavris towards her. Uh, I need everybody to go ahead and give me deck saves to get your hands up over your ears. Ooh. You guys see the glass had already fallen and broken as the table started flying, but you see ones that are on the ground start shattering as she's just ah! Mavris got, got a nat 20. Nice. Oh, oh good! I got 11. I've been rolling with advantage and still rolling poorly. Yeah, crazy. 
I got 18. Okay, I'm glad that y'all are rolling well. <laughs> I've been, I've that been makes rolling, me so feel yeah. better about that. Seriously. Uh, 22. 22. Thanks to okay. Just yeah, Mavris hey. and um, Bev save. Um, you guys are quick enough. Uh, you see her like really gearing up. Um, you see the <laughs> diaphragm moving and you cover your ears. Um, uh, but you guys, Moonshine and Hard One, um, you feel like your eardrums starting to explode and you start losing your center of balance. You're now going to have disadvantage on dexterity saving throws, which since you have advantage, that'll just equal out and you just, it's just regular now. Okay. So that is Hard One's turn. Um, okay. I'm underneath this bench. Can I, I'm going to take out my hammer and start, uh, pounding the bench like it's a wood block. <laughs> Just trying to keep time like a giant metronome. Uh, go ahead and make a performance check. I'm helping you out, lady. <laughs> your singing voice is very good, but your timing could be better. <laughs> That's a five. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, you see, uh, it is actually her lair action next, so I'll just pretend she's spitefully doing it at you, but really the mechanics are that she's just next. Um, so you see, she lets out another note in horror. You're totally off time, man! Uh, and she... Oh god, this one. It's cause you made me fucking deaf. <laughs> it's not easy to be in your band. You see a candelabra flies at you. Oh, the, the, the candles are still on fire. Um, go ahead and give me a deck save. I just bailed. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, okay, hard one. Oh wait. You know what? I'm gonna use indomitable. Uh, I get to once a day I get to re-roll a saving throw. Okay, go ahead. Fire. That's a net 19. Ooh. Net 19. Okay, you save. So you only take half. Um, the um, candle whizzes past you and like lands directly in your eye, but instantly goes out and just shatters Jokes against on you, the wall. My eyes wet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you take half, so you take 10 damage, uh, and you do not light on fire. Uh, <laughs> that is Mavris's turn. Uh, and so you're 170 feet away. 170 feet away. Um, I, <laughs> I saw what a uh, hard one did and was just like, maybe this is helpful. So I, I'm a, my background is an outlander and to pick an instrument for that. So I have yeah. a flute. <laughs> <laughs> so, so oh like, shit. I gotta so take out new Betsy. Can I, uh, would you, would you please let me accompany you or just at least, at least get like that sort of, uh. You know, when you have like the special pass and you can be on the court side or this the side of the stage. Let's see how good you are. <laughs> okay, so that's a performance, right? Yep. Okay. So that's a ten. <laughs> You just, all of the air from all of the force pressures is going into your flute and just making the worst <laughs> sounds. I can't really play it right this now. This is the worst thing I've ever heard. <laughs> um, that is Bev's turn. Cool. Um, I'm going to try and get uh, 50 feet closer. Okay. Um, go ahead and make a uh, deck save. Cool. Uh, you had passed the thing, so you still yeah, roll with advantage. Does a 16 pass? A 16 will allow you to move half your speed. Half my speed. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I just moved 25. Yes. Okay, great. Uh, so I'm going to move 25 feet Sweet. forward. You are 75 feet away from her. And oh. as I'm doing that, I'm going to minor illusion uh, the biggest bouquet of roses I can. <laughs> Ooh. 
and then I'm going to use Mage Hand to get it even further towards her. Oh, and I probably can't do both at the same time. Uh, Mage Hand is an action, so... Um, I think Minor Illusion you, is too. Okay, okay. So you just, yeah, you just okay, have... I'll just, you might, Mage Hand's not going to get that far yeah. anyway, so you hold out the bouquet of roses. Yeah, and I say, bravo! Bravo, bravo! Uh, I think that could be a number of different skills, so I would allow persuasion, deception, or yeah, performance. Yeah, let me do persuasion, please. Not with advantage? Um, no. Okay, uh, 16, though. She goes... Those aren't my favorite type of flower, but I appreciate the effort. Hard to please. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, could I have taken any action or any movement on that turn that I tried to blow with blow my flute? Uh, yeah. Do you want to still um, do oh, yeah. a deck oh, yeah. save to see if you can move? Yeah. Yeah. yeah go ahead. Um, make a deck save. Um, did you? S- I got a net twenty on that. Okay. Sweet. Yeah. So you roll with advantage. Well, that would be a seventeen. Okay, um, that is half speed. Okay, so I just can go, I can go 15 feet. Okay, so you go another 15 feet forward. You're 155 feet away from her. Okay. Um, then she goes, uh, I actually missed, mixed up the order a little bit before. She goes on initiative 20, 15, 10, and 5. So she's going to go twice in a row. So she, once again, it's the rocks falling from above. She sings up into the rafters. Rocks fall. Um, everybody go ahead and give me deck saving throws. Man. Some of you can do it with advantage. Shout out to the two crew. Jesus, hard Shout one. I have to burn board. these dice. I know. I'm getting bad rolls on <laughs> this. Uh, yeah, I got 20, not nat. Uh, 22, not nat. Okay, anybody who beat in 19 passed? I didn't. Okay, um, mm. 27 damage to the people who did not pass, and half of that to the other people. So that is just um, 13. Everyone doing okay? I'm going to have to look at your amulet in a minute. <laughs> okay. Uh, that Actually, is her again. She's going to belt out a different note. This time there is another flying bench. Um, Beverly has gained her favor a little bit, so we'll say the flying bench goes at um, Moonshine. Moonshine, go ahead and give me a deck saving throw. Seven. Seven. That's not going to do Ugh. it. Um, Moonshine, you take... 24 damage um, as a bench um, cracks your head um, and sends you back another 10 feet. Um, that is back around to moonshine. I don't fucking know what to do, so I'm just going to take out new Betsy and say, my lady bard, you're making me hard. <laughs> <laughs> so I present to you this solemn tune. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. And um, then I uh, play New Betsy. Go ahead and give me a performance check. <laughs> Woo! 21. Woo! 21. Yeah. You, you see she's taken aback for a second, and she begins to enjoy your song, and she begins singing along with you in sync. My lady bod, you're making me, me hard. <laughs> So I present to you a solemn tune. Um, everybody go ahead and give me insight checks as that happens. Ooh. 12. 7. 17. Oh, uh, 12 as well. Okay. Um, Mavris, you notice that in the time that she is... Well, all of you guys notice this. You guys all notice that in the time that she is 
sinking with moonshine, the force stops. Things stop blowing around the room. Hardwood Does is no longer- Does the thing long- come off of me? Does the bench come off oh, of me? Oh yeah, you, the bench is not on you anymore. It it flops down for a split second. Um, And then when he, she's done singing this little duet with moonshine, she begins the force song up again. Um, Mavris, it occurs to you if she isn't singing this particular song, it seems like it wouldn't have this effect. Mm. That is her turn again. Um, she goes from duetting with Moonshine to then scatting about force. <laughs> Force, 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 force. Um, And this time, um, there is a a rug flies out at, I guess, the only person who hasn't successfully at any point um, flattered her is Hard One. A rug flies at you, Hard One. Uh, Go ahead and give me a dexterity saving check or else it's going to wrap around you and restrain you. I rolled another five. (laughs) (laughs) How rug um, Uh. slips out from under one of the um, one of the benches and um, flies up and wrap rolls you up and you just roll into the corner and there's so much wind and you just keep bashing against the side. (laughs) Thank you for this rug hug. (laughs) Uh, And um, that is actually your turn. Um. Cool. So you are in a rug. You need to make a strength <laughs> oh, check to get out of the rug. <laughs> Still learning his okay. new body. So that's a twenty, like a twenty-seven to uh, get out of the rug. You burst from the rug. He learned it. <laughs> hey, are you taking requests? Uh, <laughs> I hold up my solo cup <laughs> and I ask if uh, do you know any kid Cobalt? Hard one. Go ahead and give me a persuasion check with advantage. Ooh. 19. Oh, wait. Actually, 21. 21? Yeah. Yes. Hard one. Finisher. <laughs> you, you have just been restrained by a rug, um, thrown up against this wall. You burst from the rug, pull out the solo cup, request some kid cobalt. And uh, you see, she looks across the room at you and she goes, Why, of course, I know every song in the land. Crush a bit, little bit, roll it up, take a hit. I don't get hands on the wheel driving sober. We don't support that. I do not support driving Um, drunk. You guys all begin (laughs) singing together in sync. Um, And you guys see that the least likely person of all kind of figured it out. You had to get her to sing a different song. She was singing the song of force, throwing you guys up against the wall. Uh, she uh, starts singing uh, the famous Kid Gobald song, uh, Pursuit of Dragon Eggs, uh, with you guys. Um, <laughs> I'm on the pursuit of dragon eggs, and I know everything is always gonna be dragons. <laughs> you see that everything begins flying back into place. 
the tables start setting themselves, uh, the candelabras set themselves right, the candles go back on the tables, everything lights back up. You see the chandeliers go back and start floating over the tables again. The various banners align themselves, and then you see the banners change back to the various schools, um, and the and the other teams appear again, as well as the masters on stage. You guys look around and see that half of the teams are missing. Is Team Worm there? Is Team Worm there? The worms are there. Yes. Oh, you phew. see, you see um, they hold up their mugs uh, and a bunch of worms fall out and they look at you guys and they go, Star Spawn. <laughs> Star Spawn. Wait, what did I hold they up say? my Star Spawn. Star Spawn. Star Spawn. Star Spawn. I don't know if you want to do their team chant, right? We should probably get our own. Oh, yeah. Star Spawn. Everyone else starts booing. Star Spawn. Yeah, you hear behind you, Ren goes, Sucks. <laughs> Shit, did I make the same I'm joke here as too. Uh-huh. <laughs> Mavers, does Star Spawn mean anything to you? To be honest, never seen those two before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're from like a far off. I don't know what that is at all. Um, but you guys look yeah, around. I saying it, so I said it's it. cool. Just like drunk aliens. It's fun. <laughs> um, you guys look up on the stage. You see Lucanus looks super relieved to see that you guys have made it to the next I round. I wink it, Dad. Um, he winks back. He looks what super up, scared. Um, and he's just like, Whoa. thanks um, for the DNA, huh? Tries to tries to kind of maintain an impartial face, but you see he's um, smiling. Uh, you guys look around, and a lot of the other hard ass teams are still here. Um, the Glade Home Royals and Ren are behind you. You hear like light uh, chuckling. <laughs> uh, didn't expect to see you here. <laughs> well, I'm fucking here, man. <laughs> You want to go outside? Keep chomping at him. Uh, you guys see the gnome is also here. Uh, you see the frostwind dwarves are also here. Mm. The star spawn. Uh, the worm guys are still here. Keep it wormy. Um, star spawn. Do you guys want to be on a different team? <laughs> star spawn. <laughs> Sucks, right? Right, my half elf friend. Uh-huh. They do suck. Oh, and that is a good joke. You yeah. stole it from me. No. First funny thing you said. It was mine. <laughs> yeah, you see but the other elves at the table go, Ren invented that joke. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I hate that we have parallel thinking. <laughs> um, but you guys look around. You size up the rest of the competition. You see 16 teams left. And that's where we'll end our session. Ooh. Bye. I want to Star fuck bomb. them up. Star Spawn. Star Spawn. Star Spawn. Star Spawn. Star Spawn. Now, in the short rest Star today, bomb. we'll hear the long backstory of the Star Spawn team. <laughs> drink worms, be worms. <laughs> what more do you drink. need to know? Drink worms, be worms. Will the Star next spawn. episode just be we all roll Star Spawn characters? <laughs> and then just play that team. It's like Subscribe an HBO show where you just suddenly have like a whole arc about <laughs> just what's their life like? Yeah. Uh, sweet, guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. Listening, uh, you can uh, listen to our short rest, our after show, over on patreoncom nadpod. That's N-A-D-D-P-O-D. Don't see yet. <gasps> oh my. Oh, okay. Guys, we got a bunch of shows coming up. Going over to nadpodcom live to get your tickets. Uh, we're going to be in Atlanta on September 10th. Critlanta. In Ooh. Philly on September 11th. <laughs> we're going to be in New York on September 12th. New uh, York Critty. Crit York City. Okay. <laughs> oh, wait, what was that? <laughs> New York Critty. Oh, that's oh, really, that's really good. good. That's actually good. Shit, okay. Yeah. No, oh, we're actually playing now? <laughs> uh, we're going to be in Boston on September 13th. What you got? Um, 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 
Uh, oh, okay, hold on one second. <laughs> I have. I'm just looking at my sheet real quick. <laughs> quips on there? Or? Um, I'm just trying to see anything that I have. I, I've got. Oh, oh, all right, n- fuck it. I'm sorry. We're gonna have to edit out this uh, 20 minutes. Of me <laughs> Jake, it was 40. <laughs> And we're we're gonna be in Boston on September thirteenth. And really we're gonna coming. and we're gonna be in Pittsburgh, baby, on September fourteenth. Pittsburgh. Uh, guys, uh, we have some other stuff to plug. Uh, Zach, you got anything yeah. you want to plug? Um, I guess right now, uh, Unsleeping Cities oh, uh, yeah. is yeah. going to drop yeah. out. The, the, the Ricky Matsui. Ricky Matsui, the firefighter paladin. Fellow paladin. Yeah. Murph and Emily. Yeah. And, you know, uh, watch that. And then I think sometime in August, the second episode of Adam Ruins Everything I Wrote that Emily is in is airing. Ooh. Ooh. So, oh, hell, hell yeah. yeah. Synergy. Yeah. Guys, watch Perfect. True TV, sign up to Dropout, and um, watch Unsleeping City, our Hell new yeah. Dimension 20 season. It's very funny. Uh, Caldwell, what do you got to plug? Ooh, um, I would like to plug uh, our P.O. box. Um, I've been yes. bad about checking it of late, but uh, I went there, uh, and I have a bunch of stuff to plug. Uh, Frankie H. Uh, sent us some character-specific dice bags and oh, some tiny paintings. I cannot express how much I love my new dice bag. Yeah, and I literally really had it on my to-do list because I went to RTX. I got all these new dice. I was like, I need to get a new dice bag. Now I have one. Um, the insides of the dice bag have like fun patterns on them. Amazing. The painting is like a tiny little uh, canvas oh, painting. There's that a says, mo painting. There's a mo painting. There's a don't sing yet painting. Oh, Very appropriate. Super cool. I got a cat bag. Yeah. And yeah. I love cats. It's, wow. a, it's a secret <laughs> cat bag though. It's on the inside is where the cats are. Hell yeah. Uh, you can check out Etsy shop Larkin Company if you would like to uh, buy some of Frankie's stuff. Uh, Jacqueline and Brian sent us a beautiful wedding invite and a very nice note in addition. I Thank you so in return, much. we sent them our RSVP. We will yeah. be there in Indiana. <laughs> Zach Oyama guaranteed will be there. Awesome. I, we, yeah, we all get awesome. a plus one, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I got a couple uh, we, of friends. <laughs> we have very complicated dietary restrictions. <laughs> we will be making song requests for your DJ. Just an extra 10 people to your wedding. Zach, Zach <laughs> requested, in rows. instead of like salad or soup, he just wants another entree. Another entree. Give me two entrees. <laughs> two entrees. Don't need that other he's allergic to He's allergic to anything that's not a main course. We're going <laughs> to do a live session of NADPOD instead of you having a DJ or music. <laughs> uh, Cora, you sent us a sweet note and some fun uh, character dice bags as well. Uh, they sent us one where Moonshine Moonshine's bag had a little pocket on it. It's really oh, cute. so cute. Oh, and the illustrations of the Band of Boobs as kids books. Oh, very that was cute. really, really cute. fun. Yeah. We also had um, uh, Brian. Moonshine calls lightning. <laughs> that was what it was. Brian H. sent us some nice letters of correspondence. Um, Jeremy R. sent us a Crickwater recipe. We got to get into that. Hell yeah. Mm. I love it. Neil P. <laughs> oh, it's a piece of paper, but Neil P. sent us a nice note written on a possum card. Um, yeah, it was really sweet. Um, and then finally, uh, Haley, a.k.a. Trailer the Crayfay, and Fam sent us this amazing custom oh, dice this box. Was yeah, it's like a DM screen dice box. It's nuts. But you can roll. It has two segments atop it, and you can either roll, like, one churns out your dice to you, and the other churns it out in front of the screen. Yeah. Oh, that is very cool. It's really <laughs> awesome. We'll, show we'll play, yeah. we'll play it with also, it before we do. Great. It straight up smells amazing. It smells yeah. amazing. <laughs> Talk about the amount of times shit. Jake yesterday was like, oh, this smells so good. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'll show you, man. It sounds so good. It looks like something that, like, if Amish people played D and D, and maybe they do, uh, they could use this dice box. Yeah, they definitely could. Yeah. We only um, use amazing. a very little amount of electricity here. That's true. Yeah, uh, that is from because we're making a podcast. You know, we have to. Yeah, I got you. Anyway, it's <laughs> standards. Um, oh, Christopher Crouch, uh, crouch.art on Insta is the person that made that actual dice box. So if you'd like to buy Unreal. one of these cool dice box screens, you can do that. Uh, if you would like to send us stuff, you can do it at 1920 Hillhurst Avenue, number 222, Los Feliz, California, 90027. Uh, Zach, I'm looking at you. Please send us some mail. Okay, mail you guys. I guess I won't. I have some gifts on me, but I'm mailing it. Please mail them. Please mail them. <laughs> uh, Jakey, on anything to plug? Uh, just that I finally thought of a Massachusetts pun. <laughs> oh, what is oh. it? Uh, Massachusetts. <laughs> nice. Okay, Boston, Massachusetts. That's really good. Oh, my God. That's, I like it. That's <laughs> yeah. good. And we will Mass- go out. Massachusetts. Oh, yeah, Massachusetts. Ma- Mass- 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 yeah. the, the sad thing is how long it took. Like, I thought of it really <laughs> far into Caldwell yeah. talking about all the, that stuff. My God. And then you add it, like, within, you know, just like a split second. <laughs> Awesome. Thank you guys you so much for good. listening. Um, Can I follow, plug something else? Follow Fuck us on you, Twitter. <laughs> at CH Murph is me. At Caldies Caldwell. At Axford's Emily. At Jake Hurts is Jake. And Zach, what do you want, Twitter? At Zach Oyama. At Zach Oyama is Zach. Um, just with a C, though, Zach. That's correct. He's a cool character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or like he is in my phone, Zick. Guys, tweet about the show using hashtag NADPOD. That's N A D D P O D. We are, we are the youth of the nation. We are, we are the youth of the nation. Hello, friends. Caldwell here. And yes, it is time once more to shout out our benevolent Council of Elders. Let's get right to it. Brad D., the only pebble pop that isn't craven. In fact, Brad is so confident that even his impressive posture strikes fear in the heart of his cowardly cousins. J. Loma 72, aka Steelbreaker. Hard One's Jimspiration. Hard One is still insisting that he can squat his old weight, but J. Lomas is doing a lot of lifting with the spot. Dylan B, a sword-wielding wizard surrounded by a floating army of blades at all times. Also, on a way too chatty group text with those same swords. Danny P, Bahumia's resident artist, painted Hardwon's senior portrait at the Dwarfenage. Recently broke into those old hallowed halls to update Hardwon's ears. Aww. Spencer Caskbrew, patron elder of libations, alemaker to gods and heroes of Bahumia alike, including Pelor who is the only being who can outdrink Balnor on the Bud Heavies. Beardman Dan, the longest beard in all of Bohemia, also has the longest eyelashes, and when he looks at you, it pretty much just melts your heart. Scott D was also trapped in Galad's sword, but elected to stay in there when the widow took it over. Scott feels like a good landlord is really hard to come by. Hermes W, the Bat King, also the Lat King for their super jacked lats. Spartus, an orc doctor, or orcter for short. And yes, Spartus went to seven years of medical school for that borderline pun. Adam R, the R-rated assassin. Their next assassination will actually be rated PG-13 though, cause it will happen off screen. Danielle, the dastardly dame. Danielle is so dastardly, she's the one who killed the elf that Hard One is now inhabiting. So actually, thanks Danielle. QC, a.k.a. Haldor Frostback, MVP of the Giant Wars, crewed on the SS Stormboard and fought alongside Elias and Red, but definitely took Lydia's side in the whole stay here and die debate. Very smart, Hugh. 
Daniel Yu, aka Multifor, the mini-face magician. Daniel's faces take turns napping, which means whoever is up always looks refreshed and well-rested. Jordan DJ, legendary DJ of the realm. Erlen is currently blasting a Jordan remix of Dashboard Confessional songs. Feel that. Jeffrey S, Lord of the Fjord, Born of the Sword, and the Oft Spored. That's right, Jeffrey can report spores with the boobs anytime they want. Cutter W, a high elf dandy turned crick barkitect. Currently working on a beautiful birdhouse for Kaka, commissioned by his loving owner, Hard One Surefoot. Skeptical. John S, aka Schubert the Mushroom, was actually the one who spored Jeffrey S. Wow. Ryan M, Hard One's Ram, who was turned into a rampire when Hard One bit him. Ryan is incredibly grateful for his new lease on life because Ryan loves blood. Again, this seems very idealistic. Elena C, a Goliath wizard who has sewn together four wizard robes and still only has a robe that goes down to their knees. Elena's staff is also a full-on tree. Michael McD, head mixologist at the Blue Mana Inn. Now that the Chosen have taken over, Michael has been exclusively making white Russians without the alcohol, so milk. Andrew M, Old Cobb's newest drinking buddy, also opening for Cobb in the comedy tavern circuit. They keep the drinking heavy and the comedy light. Victor T, Balnor's boy whose loving dad was ripped from his family and transported to another world. Victor does miss his dad, but sometimes you gotta just say Ad Vidosein to the things you love the most. Justin I, an Iron Dwarf who is taking a much-needed vacation in the Feywild. Though Justin is an Iron Robot, they are truly enjoying taking in the foliage at the Autumn Court. Jacob C. holds the high record in Bohemia on the famous snake game that was included in many early versions of Personal Speaking Stones. Elena M., a gnome who actually hates tricks and very rarely laughs. That said, sometimes a very esoteric Galator on Tribune cartoon will make them utter a small tee-hee. McPucks, the amazing Codemaster who programmed our website, also set up Sonos on the SS Stormborn, but no one can figure it out, and the Solo Cup def works, so they're sticking with that. Earl and Kathleen L. were in a house next door when Moonshine yelled, Hey, Mom and Dad! And were super scared because they also have a secret adult child. Jibe G, Kid Cobalt's strongest roadie. Jibe is so reliable, they are often tasked with carrying Kid Cobalt himself. Jostrich, the Jock Ostrich. Jostrich secretly dreams of performing in school plays, but their parents are making them play football. Follow your heart, Jostrich. Damiel R, Ram Daniel's evil twin. Actually, though, these rams are triplets, and they have a very middle-of-the-road sibling named Darniel. Wow. Jennifer V has a V even more vicious than Cobb's, like actually a venomous V that makes you say F because you wish your abdomen could look like dat. Destin C, the only person who knows where Alanis is currently hiding, and they'll never tell anyone unless you pay them five gold. Wait, that's not that much. Too late! Devin B, the Bodega Lord, fierce is their bologna, brave is their rye bread, shredded is their cheese. Sergio Salazar, Salomon Sakurayas de Sequani, seventh of his name, a sexy Peruvian snake folk with sweet snake patterns on his skin. Sergio once performed a highly illegal sexy dance, but was able to charm his way out of the fine with his bodacious moves. Michael L, hoping to bank off the success of Ulfgar Goes Punch, Michael recently wrote Balnor Goes Bag, and it is just absolutely tanking. Sam H. Alanis' dealer. Sam supplies Alanis with arcane, hill home hash, and of course, pizza-flavored combos. Trey Lay, the cray fay who loves Ray. Romano, that is. Trey Lay is the number one fan of Bohemia's favorite sitcom, 
Everybody loves Ray of Frost. Aaron G, Master of the Banishment spell, doesn't have to work out because they just banish their love handles to keep that V vicious. Smart. Jory S, a jacked wizard, cast enlarged person on themselves five days a week. Monday is enlarged chest day, Tuesday is enlarged arms, Wednesday is for legs, and so on. Alucard, a reverse Dracula. Alucard mercifully revived Ryan the Ram after he was viciously ripped apart by Hard One. Thank you, Alucard. Baby Doc, the only doctor to ever perform their own C-section. It was all done in a play school playhouse, and honestly, it was horrifying. Adam H., the fastest dwarf in all of Bohemia, which is to say, not very fast. Ryan, Hard One's Ram. After being revivified by Alucard, Ryan has a new lease on life and thus will not be going near Hard One anytime soon. Big Buck, Pregnant Elk Moonshine's Elkin Baby. Big Buck wanders the Feywild looking for their long-lost, inexplicably pregnant mom. Richard X Machina, introduced the Crick to fire. That's right, they only got that shit like five years ago. Winters were tough. Troy McSee, a chosen bad boy who, get this, drinks chocolate milk. Cannibalistic Cthulhu, an elder kraken that raised the juvenile kraken the boobs killed in Shadowfell. It's a parent's worst nightmare, knowing that their child got whomped. Sam L, a yard bard. Sam will just show up in your yard, start singing songs, and expect to get paid. Dom R, a clockwork assistant who has learned the power to love. Working, that is. Either that, or they were just programmed to be efficient. Josh S, the revived cyborg version of Josh the Cobalt. Josh faced his fears and returned to the swamp that killed him once, only to be brutally electrocuted when the water hit his electric parts. Ouch. Blitzbreak Dimitri, owner of Dwarger's Big Borger. Try the steaming rat shit fries. They're fucking disgusting. Caleb Storm, cupbearer in Cord's Great Hall. It's not easy getting a god drunk, and it's especially not easy carrying a 10,000-pound titan up the stairs when he blacks out, but Caleb's got this. Nicholas C. has starred in every single movie ever made in Bohemia. That includes adult films and family movies. Nicholas has a range that is, frankly, not okay. Mike H., the strongest pixie in all of the Feywild. Their punches nearly leave a bruise. Kevin S., a Frostwind Dwarf who got lost in the frigid north and was captured by a Yeti. Someone help out Kevin, please! Gosh! Matthew E., part of a werewolf sled dog team that is way too ferocious to be practical, but objectively rad as hell. Samuel B., the scribe who pinned the Pact of the Gods during the Age of the First People, and also the owner of the first ever Bohemian Ruby Tuesdays. Tilford G., author of the hit children's book and movie, Ulfgar Goes Punch. Looking to acquire the rights to Balnor Goes Bag, but plans on doing a lot of rewriting during the scripting phase. Guardian of Light, Zack H., Bohemia's only Keyblade wielder. The only person in Bohemia that knows Scoutmaster Denny's secret identity, Mickey Mouse. Ha <laughs> ha! Couldn't have seen that one coming! Curtis S., accidentally invented pro wrestling down at the Crick when they fell off a ladder and landed on their friend who smashed through a table. It was sick as hell. Colton B., the star player in a Bohemian football league where every player is in full armor and wields a warhammer. Somehow still safer than the NFL. Yen's Christian T., a Trinstagram star who just DM'd Onyx Claspco account to see if she wants to collab on a homemade slime challenge. Gage M, the last green teen left in Galateron, really earning their solitude patch. Aaron C, the tiefling barber who styles Mavris's horns. 
Montana Monarch, the regent of a tiny village in Bohemia called Montana that is idyllic but unfortunately has no professional sports teams. Bummer. Ellen D, the fiercest woman in Bohemia, once won the wizard tournament through sheer muscle alone. TJM, the gnome barbarian, takes the leather armor off their fallen foes and puts it through the wash so it shrinks to fit their small body. RPKB, R2-D2's less helpful cousin, best friends with Keychain and does a spot-on vocal impression of him. I'd like to see you try. Taylor S, aka Trask the Traveler, has been to every Faechella and Execution Brunch. Anime Intellect, doesn't know anything about Wizards tournaments, but loves a good tuning exam. Who doesn't? Zolo Dolo, the first astronaut to step foot on the Blood Moon. That's right, Shadowfell's got a publicly funded space program now. Joshua C, a carnivorous barbarian who gets so strong by exclusively eating the meat of awakened animals. Wow. Larissa J, a monk whose key points recharge after a short or long breath. Damn, Larissa, that well never runs dry. Dylan CM, the wannabe DM. Dylan's NPCs are so likable, their adventurers won't let them leave, and they're currently traveling in a party of 25. Oh no! Kelvin Noodles, the pasta elemental, mortal enemies with the macaroni jabroni. B Money, Balnor's hip hop alter ego. You wouldn't guess it from Balnor's dorky demeanor, but B Money MCs a lot of wet t shirt contests. Too many, in fact. Andrew A, the second longest beard in all of Bohemia. J, former owner of the graphic scroll shop in Hillholm. Business has been struggling ever since Beverly left to adventure. Alas. Heartless Master, currently filming a Christmas movie for the Hallmark Channel, where they go back to their hometown and rediscover their hearts. CC Lulu, owner of the Crick's beloved yoga attire empire, Lulu Yellow Lime. The main hurdle for business has been convincing the Crick folk to wear clothing. Paul B, Akarat's assistant, in charge of sponge bathing all the hollow bodies after Akarat uses them. Oof. Barnesinator, the strongest barn in all of Bohemia. Also a great wedding venue. Shane M, a dwarf who runs the Iron Deep Iron Depot. Not to be confused with Iron Warehouse or Iron Headquarters. Iron Sales is a pretty competitive business in Iron Deep, believe it or not. Yasmin, aka the Yasminian Devil. Despite their name, they're not evil, just a badass skateboarder. Hell yeah. Trigger Happy, Old Cobb's ancestor and the original Crick gunslinger. Also taught Deadeye everything he knows, but with water guns. Eric G, specializes in home repair for magically conjured huts and mansions. Jackalope Oddity, an animal so strange, Moonshine hasn't figured out a way to wild shape into them yet. Zack C, one of the water elemental's actual children who truly resents the fact that Moonshine keeps claiming to be their sister. Aiden R, the bossy Genasi who is feeling saucy. Skip the thin crust, Aiden's going deep dish tonight. Jeremy R, the bartending assassin for the SS Stormborn. Don't piss Jeremy off or they'll go full coyote ugly, which is what they call it when their pet coyote kills everyone sitting at the bar. Ellie K, an assassin named Wet Willy. Contrary to their name, they won't actually Wet Willy you until after they've killed you. Luke H, an Esri scientist working on a renewable form of green energy. Luke's pretty tired of all these evil scientists giving the Esri scientific community a bad name. Ritterin, Kaka's new master. They say crows are the only animal capable of holding grudges, but Ritterin will never know if that's true because they love Kaka more than life itself.
I'm Hopeless, a down-on-their-luck adventurer. The last 10 treasure chests they opened turned out to be mimics. Chin up, Hopeless, 11 times the charm. Timmy R., a celestial beersmith who crafted a Bud Heavy so rich and full-bodied, Balnor was only able to drink nine before falling asleep in a chair. Alex M., the only person in Bohemia capable of correctly pronouncing Lucanus' last name. Cassandra MHP, aka Cassandra Max HP. Cassandra's favorite meal is Kraken Ink Pasta. Also, the pasta is made from incredibly poisonous, still-living snakes. Cody John H., the first Crick Elf to spike Gladeholm's enchanted river moat. The first, but definitely not the last. That moat's straight up flammable now. Aaron R.S., a geomancer that specializes in white-collar prison gems for demigods and demons who have committed tax fraud. Lucas B., a warrior who fights with a four-pronged trident. Lucas spends most of their day stabbing people that point out that it has one too many prongs. Reuben A., caretaker and lifeguard for Frostwind's royal hot tubs. Reuben has saved many a daddy from drowning after one too many brews. Jordan L., the greatest tuba player in Bohemia. Jordan recently took a page from Old Cobb's playbook and now uses their tuba to fire bullets. They also do an extra d6 of damage on account of how spitty they are. Laura S., a demonic lord who entered into a warlock pact with himself. A move that's technically not illegal, but can tear holes in the fabric of reality and as such is somewhat frowned upon. Jay Parker, the first player to hit a so-so-sick trick playing the giant shredder game at Smuggler's Bounty, was later found dead after accidentally drinking their cocktail's decorative scorpion. Austin C., the Jester Mage, a sorcerer who imbues items with wild magic and wreaks havoc on the world. Austin always takes up two spots when they park and is currently being hunted by Theala and Akarat alike. Austin M., a.k.a. the Butcher known as Bonesaw, the only person in all of Bohemia who knows where the meat in a Dwarger's Big Borger actually comes from. Just a pissed-off Triss, a.k.a. Touch It, saves money on manicures by jamming their tree fingers directly into a pencil sharpener. Kaylee Elise, the Honey Queen with a Heart of Gold. Kaylee is one of the only humans in the world to have been presented with a Do Not Sting card by the Queen of All Bees. Dave J, a.k.a. Bellin the Bard, a traveling bar that follows the band of boobs around singing the tales of their exploits, currently playing white noise melodies to help Scoutmaster Denny get a good night's sleep. Kevin, a traveling doggomancer giving out doggies. If you're a necromancer with an army of skeletons, I'd suggest taking a wide berth. Devin W., an unseen servant that accidentally fell into a pile of glitter and is now Bohemia's first extremely easily seen servant. Chris H., Bohemia's only hacker. Chris alters the magical spells programmed into items by literally hacking at their runes with an axe, and yes, they wear fingerless gloves while they do it. Chinoa B., keeper of the Crick equivalent of the thinking cap, which is a pair of cut-off jeans known as the dummy jorts. Nick S., a.k.a. Old Crick Nick, the strangest guy at the Crick, lives on the outskirts of town with their pet rat, Nick doesn't have any brother cousins, sister aunts, or even a single baby grandpa. A truly odd fellow. Sam H., the world's worst sky pirate. Every day, Sam climbs the tallest tree they can find and throws rocks at airships. It's not a great plan, but it only needs to work once, and then Sam is set. Quinn G., Erdan's bird-watching rival, saw over seven different birds yesterday, which has got Erdan absolutely sweating. Jared E., Uncle Red's therapist. Each meeting is just an hour of Red telling Jared new reasons that their life sucks. 
Doobie Ashtray, Alanis's personal ashtray, is capable of interpreting the way the ash falls to determine the course of history and can also speed dial dominoes. That's nifty. Brian, Pendergast's former roommate, got super pissed when they found out Pendergast was just storing dishes inside his soul sword instead of actually washing them. Doc Alpha, the drunk monk, an enlightened drunken master water genasi. After a big night out, Doc always takes some Advil and drinks a big glass of himself before going to bed. Her Majesty Claudette, a normal citizen in Gladeholm. This is just how every elf in the city is named. Get used to it. Carborough Chapel Hill FPV, known as the Breaker of Chains, less because of their involvement in slave rebellions and mostly due to their sick set of wire-cutting pliers. Persephone, a beastmaster who can control any animal other than ferrets. For some reason, they just can't get a handle on those little guys. Keep trying, Persephone. Prince of Ravens, rightful heir to the Raven Throne, a massive chair made of thousands of shiny things that the Raven King found on the street. Joseph M., the half-orc bard-ish. Joseph attended Bohemia's Bard College of Valor, but flunked out because of bad grades. Now Joseph works as an airship gas station attendant and plays the lute in his mom's basement. Reese N.S., an automaton butler. They can shine a shoe in two seconds flat, and the right arm is a gun that fires cognac. Basically a luxury model of keychain. Blavin is very jealous. Jackie runs the Vacation Bible Summer School in Galateron. This year's theme is Submit or Be Blinded by the Holy Light of Our Master and also Pirates. Well, that's all our shoutouts. Thank you all so much for listening and for pledging your support. We hope you have a great week, and we'll see you soon. Bye. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>